Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. And with me, the Zom. In your right and left ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> this week, we're bringing you our, 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 our first, our first Marvelous Bitch episode. We got a little Marvelous Bitch, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. She's kind of in one of the movies. Um, we're doing Swamp Thing from 1982 and Cannonball Run from 1981. Yeah, I still think we have the best fucking intro in podcast land, daddy. Woo! How are you, Dr. Zom? Um, I have no complaints. (laughs) I love Somalia. Yeah, Somalia rocks. Rock and roll, Somalia. That would be like a Ramon song. We got a uh, we got a broken broken uh, furnace Venus. here at the Loaf household. Uh, we've been uh, we've been cold. Chateau Loaf. I was sick over the weekend after I got tattooed. I think I fucked with something in my system. I got a little eel. Little hepatitis. Got a little hepatitis, and uh, um, it was about forty degrees when I woke up Sunday morning, and didn't feel too hot with that. Um, but we're powering through. We're powering through. We're figuring it out. We're gonna get a new furnace. Fuck my life. New AC while we're at it. Fuck my life twice and sideways. Just go cut some firewood. I ain't got no fireplace. Yeah. I, I mean, got, just build one outside. That's what my neighbors did when they shut their electric off. <laughs> Do you live Fuck in Somalia? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Bard Bow. Swamp I don't thing. even know where that is. Cannonball Run. Titties. Cannonballs. <laughs> Swamp thingies. Some. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a stupid show. Yes, it is. Uh, what have you been watching this week, sir? Um, we already got Skype problems, I can tell. It's going to be awesome. Already? Are we? Are we now? <laughs> it's it's a little choppy. Duck a duck. Um, let's see. I watched. Um, not very much because I had some things that sidetracked me. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched a lot, but I watched <laughs> one movie like six times. <laughs> and that oh, would man. be. That would be. It's complicated with Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin, Meryl Streep. I watched and, it six times. Yes, John Krasinski from The Office or whatever his name is. Um, no, I watched that movie 
it's funny. It, it's pretty damn funny. Alec Baldwin, um, he's uh, he must have made a deal with the devil or something and said, okay, I'll become fat and hairy. But the fatter and hairier he gets, <laughs> the more funny he is. Yeah, yeah. He was really good. He, he, uh, Steve Martin played it pretty straight, um, with the exception of the pot-smoking scene, which is very funny. Um, but it's good. I, I liked it. It was a, it was a nice little romp. Uh, oh, no, no, especially when Meryl Streep tells a doctor that she likes lots of sperm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be drenched. It was great. I watched Taken with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, this was, uh, you know, I, I remember when I watched this and I really liked it. And then I just haven't watched it since. And I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, when I saw the previews for the second one, it, it just, I don't know, my, my reaction when I saw the previews for Taken 2 mm-hmm. and him on the trailer saying, I have a specific set of skills and all this, not repeating the same like tagline, which right, was right, I thought, right. kind of stupid. Um, hey, uh, keep talking. I'm going to go check something. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, um, I just uh, okay. I guess I should keep talking, even though he's not here. Um, let's see. I don't know. I just after I watched it again, I was like, man, this was really good. Uh, you know, he just kind of whipped people's asses, even though his hair looked like shit. Um, next thing I watched was the movie Wasabi with Jean Renault. Jean Renault and. Um, Lots of uh, Japanese people. Um, this was very lighthearted. I watched it with a with some friends that have never seen it, and I think they enjoyed the um, kind of uh, I don't know, not Three Stooges like stuff, but uh, it was pretty zany uh, for a shoot 'em up kind of movie. Jean Reno, I like him. He's awesome. Uh, I agree. Yes. <laughs> Wasabi. Um, I didn't know what wasabi was um, until I saw Jean Renault eating it like ice cream. Ew. Uh, and uh, not even like it even registering on him. Uh, then I looked it up. It's like this green booger stuff. <laughs> it's made uh, of horseradish. It's you. Horseradish. It's, it's fucking. It will clear yeah. out your sinuses in a hurry. Yeah, he just didn't. He was just eating with his finger like it was nothing. I watched this uh, really fucking gross, um, like eating competition uh, years ago on Fox or some bullshit, and they yeah. were these fat dudes were eating these giant sushi rolls, and every few inches into these sushi rolls, there was a f- seriously like, I don't know, six inches straight of wasabi, and these fat dudes would hit it, and they would start like. Bruh! Like gagging and like their eyes were just pouring water, snot. Every, oh, it was disgusting. Can you imagine if like your cum was like wasabi, and that was what what how the girl's reaction? It would burn so bad. No, it would burn. Yeah. It might it might match uh, if you uh, left a cream pie though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little wasabi on the fish, daddy. Little, little green. No, I, why would you ever come in a girl's vagina? Yeah, yeah. Stupid. Uh, let's see. I watched uh, The Context with Lino Ventura. Now, I like Lino Ventura. Um, he, not many people know this, but he's the father of Jesse the Body Ventura. Not really. Um, this is a, it's um, about this. Uh, Lino Ventura is a, an Italian uh, police inspector, mm-hmm. and he's investigating these crimes where these uh, judges 
in um, Italy are being murdered. It's it's pretty good. I liked it. Uh, I I think there was some uh, um, like real life situation like that, um, but I think it was more like a political thing, not just like a whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know, give anything away. Mm-hmm. I watched Street Fighter on Blu-ray with Jean Claude Van Damme. And I uh, watched it with a bunch of friends, and I didn't know what their reaction was going to be because there was kind of sort of like a, eh, oh, what's this? You know. And then we started watching it, and I think everybody got it as much as I did, and we laughed our asses off. And I think that everybody that was in the movie got it, and it was supposed to be that way. And I don't think that when it came out that people – this is like when Van Damme was pretty big and was doing like a lot of um, – you know, I wouldn't say serious, but you know, movies. But uh, they they weren't like exactly tongue in cheek or funny. And I don't know if they didn't know how to take it. I know some people that like it now in retrospect that hated it when they saw it. But it's fucking hilarious watching him, just uh, the shit that he does and everything. I'm kind of curious what I'd think about it because I hate. I was one of. I'm in that camp of I didn't really like it when I first saw it. Yeah. Oh God, it's funny. Um, I watched Inception again. Yeah. Hey. Um, uh, not much to say. I don't think. Oh, uh, what's his name is good. Uh, next thing I watched was um, <laughs> a little vague. Uh, uh, let's see. This was this was a highlight. I watched McCabe and Mrs. Miller mm-hmm. with Warren Beatty and Julie Christie. This was our Robert Altman movie because you w- watched uh, Mash. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I gave that away. Oh, show's did ruined. I, I'm, I'm leaving. Step on your bit. Uh, anyway, but this is uh, Altman, and I had just watched uh, Prairie Home Companion a couple weeks ago. Um, I really liked this. I thought it was really good. I was couldn't wait for the show, so I could tell you, you ought to watch this. Um, it's uh, one of those kind of deconstructionist westerns or whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, where it's not like uh, what you would expect. And just to whet your appetite, Warren Beatty comes into a like area, a little town, and starts a whorehouse. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> I like Julie Christie. I'd like that. Whatever. Um, I watched uh, Philadelphia with uh, Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks and Dr. J, isn't it? Uh, which is funny. That that scene with him in it is, uh, I mean, there's a reason for him to be in it, mm-hmm. but right before, right at the end of the scene, him saying, what's up, Chuck? That's his only line in the whole movie. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, oh my God. Uh, but it's a very good movie. The only thing, uh, and I know that the song by Bruce Springsteen was a big hit. She's a failed girl. Uh, but man, I just don't like that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's it's kind of like when Miles made fun of him singing about, have you ever seen a three-legged dog? <laughs> and I like fucking Bruce Springsteen. Uh, one of my first albums was Born to Run uh, on vinyl back in the day. And uh, yeah, but I mean, he was skinny and on edgy, and now he's a uh, uh, working class. Uh, he thinks he's Woody Guthrie or something. I don't know. Uh, never worked a day in his life. Whatever. And see, oh, he worked hard. Whatever. Who cares? I ran it, or I went and bought Dread uh, when it, the first day it came out on Blu-ray. I almost did. I have watched it five times. 
Um, I have. The first day I watched it two times back to back, and I have watched it just over and over and over. This fucking, that's why I don't have a very big list. Uh, God damn, I'm telling you what, dude. This fucking movie is awesome. And every time I watch it, I'm like, even like the last time I watched it, I was like, man, this has got some really cool colors. I'm just like noticing stupid shit. Um, I love it. I love it. Love it. I love dread. Um, Jesus Christ, this movie's fucking good. <laughs> I, and I haven't watched any of the extras yet, which is what I need to do. I watched. Uh, I, I hope that they make a lot of money on the DVD sales so yeah. they can make more of them. Because goddamn, it's good. And I'm going to fucking. Uh, uh, I've already told a lot of people to watch it, and um, hopefully we'll get to have a viewing with several of my friends. And um, I will introduce them to Judge Dredd. And then, like, I swear to God, for, I, I guess because I watched it so much, mm-hmm. I'd be, like, down in the basement getting ready to wash some clothes. And I'd be like, got to put these clothes in. <laughs> you know, I've been talking like that for, like, you know, a week. Um, I watched Purple Noon with uh, Alain Delon. Alain Delon. Uh, this is basically the talented Mr. Ripley, the okay. original version movie version um very good it's his pretty much i think his first late delon's first movie he's very young in it um and um it's good i like um it's it's kind of where a talented mr ripley gives you more of the the like the backstory where he goes and meets Mm -hmm. uh in talented mr ripley it was dicky greenleaf and this one it was philippe Greenleaf. Um, I like I like that movie a lot. Actually, yeah. I, I went out and read that book immediately. The book's really good too. I don't know if I would say that because I like the original too. The first time I tried to watch it, some girl uh, she said, "You know, let's read a movie." And she goes, "Oh, you gotta see this is really good." And I saw like probably ten minutes of it because we started fucking um, <laughs> in my mom's dad's basement. Um, let's see. Uh, so I didn't get to really see it until like later. Yeah. But uh, um, like I said, I think that <laughs> like talented Mr. Ripley. I didn't look at the writing time, but I, it has to be longer yeah. than Purple Moon because um, it just seems like it, it actually lays everything out there for you. Right. It's almost like Red Dragon um, as compared to Manhunter. Okay. Mother Jugs and Speed. I uh, watched it this morning. I've had that on VHS for a long time, and I watched it when I was like a kid because I think it was on TV, like Sunday night movie on ABC or something like that. But uh, I hadn't watched it. I don't remember very much about it, and uh, I know why. It was all right. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that great. Um, uh, I think Peter Yates uh, produced, directed it. Uh, it's got Bill Cosby. It's got uh, Harvey Keitel, Larry Hagman, uh, Dick Budkus is in it, uh, and it has a very stunningly beautiful Raquel Welsh in her prime. This was back in uh, her roller derby days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn, she's good looking. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It just, you know what it reminded me of? Not quite as bad. But uh, that fucking police movie we watched, The Choir Boys, sort oh. of. Yeah, it's just not. It just. Eh, I just didn't like it that much. Yeah. It was okay. It's more. I don't know. I didn't, it's all right. 
Uh, and I watched uh, uh, this afternoon. I was online and I was fucking around on the YouTube and um, just kind of discovering full length movies on there that have been on there or, or that are on there now. And I found some Stallone and uh, <laughs> I watched Driven. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I have never seen, and this is a what the fuck, Rennie Harlan uh, movie, and I guess he did. Uh, I remember Frank Stallone saying that he did uh, Cliffhanger with Rennie Harlan, and that Sly like kept hiring him, but then Sly would basically might as well have just directed it himself because he would pretty much take over. So maybe that's why he likes the guy. Maybe I feel like just, I remember us talking about him looking like such a douchebag when we reviewed Die Hard 2 on Action Attraction. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, there's elements of this that I really liked. It, it's, uh, it sort of reminds me, because it takes place, <clears throat> it's like a race car movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it sort of reminded me of Steve McQueen's Le Mans, where I, the, the spectacle of race day and all the fans and all the chicks walking around, uh, like doing promo things with sexy short, like little short shorts walking around, uh, and just people everywhere. Um, the, the actual cars, all the colors of you know the cars, the the fire suits they wear, and everything. The spectacle of it is so big and so grand that they shoot a ton of footage of just that Mm -hmm. and then the racing itself even if you don't like racing and i'm not like a big racing fan or anything um it's cool to watch um there are several scenes in this where they have um they must have cameras inside the um like formula one cars or whatever kind of cars these were they're they're like indy 500 cars but they they road race them uh through like you know these towns as uh and uh, Jesus Christ, there's sometimes you're like, holy fucking shit, that you really see how fast they, like, they'll be going along, maybe going 100 and some miles an hour and be like side by side, and the guy will either, you know, shift or, or punch the gas. And the thing just is just amazing how, how just quick that they just take off. Uh, but there's some ridiculous shit in this, and there's a there's one scene that just as I was watching, it just totally took me out of it because it, it, it was so fucking uh, stupid <laughs> and like '80s montage. There's a lot of montage shit in this, and that was kind of some of it was bad, and some of it was like, ugh. Now um, Stallone is like, you know, pretty much the main guy. He's the old vet. That they bring back to help the young guy, and uh, uh, T, what's it? Teague, whatever the fuck his name. He played Hugo Stiglitz in uh, *Unglorious Bastards*. Mm-hmm. He's in it. He plays one of the young drivers. There's some other douche that I just did not like. He was a douche, and uh, I can't remember what his name was. And there's a girl in it that I. There's a lot of people in it that I really didn't know. Uh, that Sean, uh, the guy that's like uh, Doctor Watson to House on the show House. Oh right. Sean, not Sean William Scott. Sean something something. Uh, he was in Dead Poets Society. Yeah, I know who. I don't know his name. He's in it, and he's good, but he doesn't. There's just a lot of people, so you know, you just have bits and pieces. But one person that was in it that kind of disturbed me, not because he was bad, but because he looks like a burn victim, is um, fucking Burt Reynolds. 
Uh, he he <laughs> looks his face looks like he's he was a burn victim. He had skin grafts or something. So it's kind of weird because I was like, holy shit, this is like almost like a, an event to have Burt Reynolds and Sylvester Stallone, you know, in the same movie. And I mean, they had a lot of scenes together. That was one of the main things was those two together. And uh, oh, Bert, you look like oh god, he looks like hell. Uh, that's it. That's I didn't have too much more. I watched um. A bunch of wrestling too. Yeah, uh, I have a Bruiser Brody VHS mixed tape. Nice. And I sat there and watched that while I rode my Gazelle. I watched <laughs> that a lot while I rode the Gazelle until my legs kind of started going a little bit numb. Yeah, I I, I recently <laughs> rescued a big box of old VHS wrestling tapes. I've got a. I know I've got a best of Bruiser Brody. I've got, I've got one I really need to find. It's a. Um, I think it's a best of, I don't know how to say the word, but it's the women's league, um, the women's wrestling in Japan. Um, a lot of the all Japan and stuff It's J J O S I or something like that is how to spell it. But we goddamn those ladies were fucking, they would kill each other. (laughs) Bull Bull Nakano, but they got the little girls too. So, um, you know, it's a, they, the, the, a lot of those guys, as a fan, you're sitting there watching. It's like you know, uh, Dynamite Kid or somebody, like, or Steve Williams and uh, Masawa or um, Kenta Kamashi and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck, man, that looks. Oh my god, they're so stiff and it looks so good, and they're just dropping each other on their head there for our entertainment. And I like watching that shit too, but it's like, man, these guys are stupid. It's yeah. a work. They're, they're done by like 40, where the guys over here wrestle until they're almost 70. Yeah, you're supposed to make it look real, but it's not real. <laughs> and, and those guys were just killing each other. It's like, yeah. it's a work. What the fuck are you killing each other for? Yeah. But I watched that. And I watched that. Um, I have another um, Peru, uh, VHS that uh, <laughs> is like classic Peresaru, uh, which is just some stupid. Puro yeah, that's just some fucking bullshit. That's not even like a Japanese word. It's just the Japanese when they would say Wait, pro wrestling. Pro wrestling, yeah, pro wrestling. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's how they would say it. And so Americans are like, well, we'll just start spelling it out that way. And it's like, you're fucking whatever. But it had uh, it, <laughs> way back, it has like Ricky Dozan against uh, the Intelligent Sensational Destroyer, uh, which <laughs> was one of the big matches. Um, that one and uh, his match, uh, Ricky Dozan's matches against. Uh, for glassy yeah. uh, were shown on TV. And that was like some of the first that, that just really got Japanese wrestling uh, over. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I watched a lot of that. So that kind of cut into my uh, movie watching. Movie time. Well, it actually didn't cut it. Dread cut into everything. <laughs> yeah. Jack, the, Jack um, the fucking movie. The, the, the sickness that I had Saturday and Sunday almost cut into time, but I uh, drug the laptop upstairs and watched stuff on it. Um, the um, so Will, Will um, Gentleman's Guide group. Uh, wait, Gentleman's Guide? I, I never heard of that. The um, he posted uh, like a New Year's resolutions kind of thread where you know pick five movies that yeah you're missing, and so it's it's four of them are as I said on that on that thread. Four of the these that I watched this week were movies that I started and never finished or just tried to get to at the wrong time in my life um, where I was just wasn't it just I wasn't ready to watch it it just wasn't for me at the time something mm-hmm. 
And then one, it was just one, and that's repulsion. The one is the repulsion is just one that I've known about for years that I've never, I've just never seen, and okay. I've always wanted to see it. I always thought the, uh, you know, the 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 artwork for it, the the you know the posters you see and stuff look really awesome. I really like the contrasty black and white. It's just one I never saw, um, so I did watch that one, and it's great. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out because. It starts off a little slow. I'm like, where is this hell is this going? And then it just fucking gets weird. And this yeah, trick, I, know, I know kind yeah. of the gist of it. Yeah, and it's, it's good. Catherine is uh, a, a crazy hot morsel. His, uh, oh God, she's so hot. But this is his, this is his first, uh, um, Polanski's first uh, English speaking. Mm-hmm. It is, Pol- yeah, Roman Polanski. His first English speaking, uh, English spoken movie. And he filmed it in London. Um, but yeah, what's she's very. She has a really thick fucking long, like thick hair. You just mm-hmm. want to fucking just grab a whatever and shake her like a sheep dog. But some some awesome some. low budget effects. Um, and when I say that, I don't, I'm not making fun of it. I uh, I doubt this movie had a super budget, but her dreams and stuff looked incredible. They're, he did a lot with a little. You should see my dreams. <laughs> um. The, I had a dirty dream about. So I'm not even gonna say it. I had a dream that there was a guy at work that all his job had become to just stand there, and if you clocked in late at all, you had to pay them for an hour. You had to pay <laughs> out of your out of your wallet an hour to back to the company. So like I was I was like two minutes late, and I owed fifteen dollars or sixteen whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, I watched It's a Wonderful Life, and I'll get back to the other four. Um, this is a movie that, I mean, I tr- probably tried to watch in high school. And, it, you know, it's a two-hour kind of classic movie. And watching a Jimmy Stewart movie. I don't movie, think I've ever seen that. Like, I've seen clips dude, of it. It's so fucking good. I, I, I really liked it. Um, I'm glad I finally watched it. I fucking cried at the end and everything. So. Oh, my God. Dude, dude watch it. It's, <sighs> it's, a, it's a surprisingly dark movie. It's not just a Christmas movie. I mean, this guy, you know, his, his life seems shittier and shittier as it goes along because he's got... Join the fucking club. And yeah, <laughs> um, Jimmy Stewart is great in it. And uh, Donna Reed is, is she's good. Um, she hot. She's good looking. I liked it. Oh, fucking um, uh, Violet is the chick that, what is her name? I, I posted her photos on the Facebook group. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloria yeah. Graham or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's kind of like the, it was, she was like the town slut, I guess, that was always hitting on him. Oh, my God. She was hot. Um, like the town slut, wherever, whatever town I'm in. <laughs> um, it's a wonderful. I'm glad I finally watched that one. So, and I got through all of my five it, basically in two days. Um, which was quite a feat, seeing as I put them off for years. But um, so I, wa- I want another one. I watched is the one that gentleman actually reviewed a, f- a few months ago. I watched M, um, the uh, the Fritz Lang of Metropolis fame. His uh, his Peter Lorre speaky. I don't know if he made any audio films before this. Might have been his first. It was a, it's got to be early on in that whole thing anyway. But. Um, it's Peter Laurie is is awesome in it. and it's about mm-hmm. it's about a, a child murderer um, and kind of the hunt for him and then but you kind of get into the whole like is it the public's job to pu- to punish this guy and blah 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 and um, very you know some some spectacular shots uh, composition composition wise and stuff and I really like the way that sound was done in it because there would be times there wasn't a lot of music. Um, 
and most of the sound was just people talking like you normally when you somebody would be running down the street for instance an empty street you would hear their feet well it didn't have that kind of thing it was just um i mean it could have been this could have been a silent movie um but really good really good i'm glad i finally watched this one um let's see uh mash the one you mentioned um this Sorry. one I tried watching probably 15 years ago, and I think I made it about halfway through. And Altman's always been a trouble one, trouble one for me, and I kind of want to go back and watch some of his stuff now. It really clicked with me better this time. Um, the football stuff kind of dragged a little bit, I think. Um, it Fred went, the Hammer. It went all, yeah, yeah, that was cool. But I don't know. The, the, the football thing didn't really seem to match the theme of the, the feel of the rest of it. Um, if, the, if the football game was a little shorter... A little less emphasis on it, it would have been more. Uh, but I, I hate you know, football. I hate football. A basketball game, you'd have been <laughs> baseball. Jacking off wasabi. Uh, oh God, it hurts so good. Oh um, my God. And um, so <sighs> I tried watching. Is is Altman? Did he do Go- Gosford Park? Fuck! I never saw that goddamn fartsy fartsy shit. <laughs> no, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I feel like he did. God. Um, but Mash, uh, I love everybody's performances. Um, yeah, it's Robert Altman. Gosford Park is probably the first Altman I ever tried to watch, and I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And I get, I gave up after like thirty minutes. Um, yeah, again, I feel like, now. yeah, and I feel like I, if I watch that now, I might feel a little better about it. But um, Elliot Gould and Mash and um, uh, what's his face uh, Sutherland, Donald Sutherland are both great um and i really i really like the uh the corporal whatever his name is with the glass big thick glasses <laughs> he would just be like yeah whatever I thought radar. That was pretty funny. yeah no radar wait no he's not radar the the, the main guy the the head the the chief officer there oh yeah, yeah, yeah. henry blake yeah yeah and then um hot lips and all that stuff it was funny hot um in the shower so uh, let's see. And then the last one, and this was the doozy. Uh, I finally sat and watched Lawrence of Arabia. And this is yeah. one I avoided for years and years. One, because it was it's over three hours long. And this, you know. And, Django. Yeah. And then uh, the two hours and 40. Did you go see Django, by the way? <laughs> no, because I had to fucking watch this goddamn shit we're watching. So you avoided Django. Okay. And I, I would have went today, but I had to watch Cannonball Run. But you were driven. supposed to go see it with somebody. That's what I was getting at. It's <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> not going to work out. Come on. Um. Anyway, I, I La- didn't even try. <laughs> Fuck. Uh. So Lawrence of Arabia, and I was, I was I also assumed it was kind of like I don't know. I didn't know really know anything about it. Um, and I assumed it was kind of like a 10 commandments or Ben Hur kind of movie or even Spartacus. I don't really like those kind of, and the way I described it was just mid century epics. I was never, I, just, I don't know why they just don't come out like and tell people right off the bat. Okay. This is about a dude, <laughs> a gay dude who goes and falls in love with some young boy. And well, no, that's the real story. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. Um, but I, I didn't even know it was a World War One movie until recently, and but um, it's uh, it's it's I mean it's it's amazing. Like the 
again, b- being a three hour movie, it's hard to stay, I, th- I guess, focused through the whole thing. And this one in the middle suffers what most long movies do where it just kind of like, okay, let's move on to the next thing. Um, but the huge scenes, it, like I said, it almost lost me about, I don't know, two, two and a half, two hours, 15 minutes in mm. where I was just like, ah, come on. Um, it was kind of the part where he gets kind of apprehended by the Turks and stuff. Um, interesting character development, but it took a long time to happen. I tell you what, just uh, thinking about the mechanics of shooting a scene in the desert. Oh, with like with like five thousand people all riding horses and shit, and I mean, then having to reshoot. Like, okay, say you don't get the take, and you have to reshoot it. And they would have to go out and smooth over all the sand to get rid of the footprints every <laughs> fucking time. Oh my god! It was just a nightmare. This is a this was a great movie though. I mean, I highly recommend it. And that and Dread, I went to Big Lots this week, and I had that feeling that that peop, someone with uh, a shopping addiction will relate to, where you go in and you pick something up, and then all of a sudden you feel guilty about it. And I did that. I picked up Dread on Blu-ray and Lawrence of Arabia, the two disc, not the big box. And I had both of them in my hand. I was looking at them, and I had that like sick feeling in my stomach, like, "Why the fuck?" And, and I just... immediately, the the word furnace came into your brain. Yeah, exactly. And I put it down <laughs> and walked out. And you know what's really pathetic today? On the on as I was leaving work, I even I stopped at the, in the Best Buy parking lot and sat there for a minute. I was like, "I'm gonna go buy Dread." I'm like, "What the it fuck crashed. am I doing?" <laughs> Said <laughs> so the parking lot, and your mouth is like dripping like fucking uh, Saint Bernard. I have an issue Drool. with that. Um, if you have not seen Lawrence of Arabia, do yourself a favor and check it out. Um, the, uh, and uh, Judge Dredd, too. Or yeah. not Judge Dredd. <laughs> uh, you know what? They've been showing Judge Dredd like all week on G4, I think. Oh, yeah. That's the, on the YouTube. Stallone. You posted it. Yeah. Huh? Um, but, oh, and back to, back to M really quick. There's a, sh- a shot I thought of. Uh, it's kind of a roving shot with the camera that actually like it goes across a table and like around a room and then like up like on a like it, as if the camera's on a crane and fucking Ooh. through a window. I'm like, how the fuck do you get this shot with the cameras that would have been around in 1930? Because it was amazing. I I, I I I had to rewind it and watch it twice. I was like, how the fuck did they get this shot? That's just good old Aryan know-how. Maybe, maybe it was digital. Um, hey, no. Let's see. I did a little uh, research. And uh, I not only read some 1970s Swamp Thing comics, mm. I also watched Return of Swamp Thing, the Jim Wynorski oh. sequel. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's actually pretty ridiculously good. It's 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 uh, you know it's a bad movie, but Wynorski's one of those guys that he never you know he makes bad movies and just that's his thing. Um, it's fun, you know. It's and. Uh, Dick, uh, d- 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 Dick, uh, what is Nixon. his name? Dick Nixon, uh, Duroc. Dick Duroc, the guy that plays Swamp Thing in the original, is still Swamp Thing. And wow. I gotta say, the costume looks better in the second one. Yeah, I can tell by the fucking part uh, that the costume. Yeah, it would be too hard to look better. But it's a little sillier, you know. Well, a lot sillier, you know. A lot of like tongue and cheek stuff, like. Heather Locklear has a fucking like copy of Roots sitting there on her desk and you know stuff like that like stupid jokes she does not show her titties um, cunt yeah but uh, you know it was entertaining it was dumb but you know lots of explosions and shit and it's dumb is putting her in a movie where she doesn't show her tits I don't think she ever has fucking asshole um, snobby <laughs> I watched uh, another it's epically shit. long movie another a, a two and a half hour Bollywood called Rowdy Retour um, is that like- Huh? It's a 
it's a it's an it's a remake of a Telugu film, and it has to be the best that I have seen Hindi uh, remake of a Telugu film. So the Telugu films have a very specific look. Um, they often have it's often they're often love stories, and they often have this a, the action scenes are shot in a way lots of slow motion. This the the hero is always when he fights super powered. So he'll punch a dude and the dude will fly like 30 feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a remake of a Telugu film that I cannot recall the name of it. Probably something I could not even pronounce, but, um, Akshay Kumar, it, uh, direct, uh, stars in it. Um, I like him a lot. Um, he's, he is a very good, um, physical actor. He's, he's, he's goofy. He reminds me a lot of a guy I went to college with, but, um, he plays two roles in this. He plays uh, Vikram Rator, who's a like super cop, and then he plays this guy named Shiva, who's kind of a swindler. Um, and they look identical, obviously, and you know, mistaken identities, blah blah blah. Anyway, I feel like there's a very there's a outstanding like hundred minute movie mixed into this two and a half hour movie. Uh, it, it you know, there's a Needed lot a little editing. Yeah, the music's the music's pretty good. The dance sequences are pretty good. If those were edited out, it would fill a better length. And the action sequences are real fun. Um, there's just some stuff in it, like some really goofy, broad humor that could have been left out entirely. Um, one of the more violent Bollywood films I've seen in a while. Lots of like axes and chests and stuff like that. But um, it was fun. It's on Netflix Instant if anybody's brave enough to <laughs> hit two and a half hours on an action movie. So. Yeah. Um, and then finally I watched, uh, last night, um, I downloaded the Ryan Johnson commentary, the theatrical commentary for Looper. Um, that is a Blu-ray I did buy when it came out. And so I watched Looper with the commentary and it was pretty cool. Um, I, I would like to see more directors do that, uh, where I, I'm, I'm curious to see, cause there's a commentary on the Blu-ray itself and I'm curious to see what actually is different in it. I don't know if he's on it by himself or has other people to, you know, play things off of. But there's some cool stuff in it, you know, talking about the, the one chick, the, uh, the Emily, uh, hurt her shoulder chopping the wood. Um, and uh, you saw this, right? Yes. Oh, my okay. God. She's hot. Yeah. So, yeah. She, she was hurt- chopping that wood. I swear to God, I, my fucking wood <laughs> was like fucking like that stump. Well, they, it's funny. She, um, she actually had a big log delivered to her house. And uh, I think she's married to John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she had a actually a big one, a big log de- delivered to her house so she could practice chopping with an axe. But she actually hurt her shoulder on set. Um, but you know, just him talking about that kind of stuff and how good certain actors were, and he had a lo- lots of great things to say about the little kid. And um, that little kid was fucking scary. Yeah, yeah. And he said, you know, he said it was amazing watching this kid act, and he said that. You know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his favorite scene was sitting at the kitchen table talking to that little kid. And um, the uh, and just because Joseph Gordon-Levitt started acting when he was about six. So and he he could they're just really impressed with him because the kid would actually like sit there and listen like, you know, he wasn't just a, a kid just reciting lines and mm. how good he was. But it's it's cool. It's definitely worth downloading if you have the the Blu-ray and to watch it. I mean, it syncs up nicely because he'll tell you he's like, OK. Basically, with the end of the TriStar logo, as soon as the horse, you know, the Pegasus or whatever, starts to fade away, you know, you're going to pause it and then you're going to hit play. And um, so, yeah, it was good stuff. And um, I was, you know, after hearing the uh, shitty things that, well, apparently that uh, 
Kevin Smith had to say about Bruce Willis after filming their movie together. I was expecting to maybe hear, you know, him not to be a little ambivalent, I guess, towards Bruce Willis, but he had great things to say about him too and how helpful he was with the action sequences and stuff like that. And, fucking Kevin Smith. Yeah, fuck Get him. a pair of pants. You look like a goddamn fucking idiot. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was it. That was what I, how I finished my week. So, That's a pretty good week. That was like one of your best weeks ever. Well, yeah. Well, I I, I top loaded it with some fucking <laughs> some of the greatest movies of all time, only to finish and no with Mill Ret- Creek, uh, where you're like, I broke out the Mill oh, Creek. Oh shit! I did watch a Mill Creek. Ugh. What the hell did I watch? Uh, I don't remember what did it was. Suck. Yeah, it was. You know what? It wasn't bad. It was a it was an American martial arts movie. It was so good that you can't remember what it was. I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember anything about it. <laughs> yes. I'm going to figure out what it was <laughs> on the break. I'm going to figure out what it was on the break. I didn't check into it on Miso, so I don't have it written down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Black Cobra 1, 2, and 3 are on this Mill Creek set with Fred Williamson. Okay. Um, let's take a break. Do you have a preference which movie we do first? Uh... <laughs> Let's do Cannonball Run. It happened, it happened first. So we'll come back sounds and good to me. we'll review Cannonball Run. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. Going to ask you to smell your armpits. (laughs) The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. Uh, Martin's choice this week. I was lazy with the music again. Yeah. Our first movie of the day, uh, Cannonball Run. It's another Hal Needham back on the show. And Zom's favorite, Burt Reynolds, who was going to be in the other Hal Needham movie we did. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cannonball Run from 1981. A wide variety of eccentric competitors participate in a wild... I, did the, I read this all wrong. A wide variety of eccentric competitors participate in a wild and illegal cross-country car race. 
starring Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore, Farrah Fawcett, Dom DeLuise, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., blah, 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 and more and more and more. And our marvelous bitch, Adrian Barbu, our Barboobs, who's in it for all of five minutes. But <laughs> what a five minutes it is. Zom? Yeah? What did you think of Cannonball Run? Well, this is the first time I've seen it. And, um, <laughs> Are you kidding? No, my God, Jesus! This, I mean, that, mm, this is beer time. <laughs> beers, mm-hmm. beers. Um, this uh, movie is one that probably I uh, could have reviewed um, without watching it because I've seen it so many times. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, I, I will say this, and I will make a bold statement. This is very bold. Okay, okay. okay. But, uh, you know, Smokey and the Bandit was kind of Bert's uh, poor divorce or whatever, his, uh, whatever you want to call it, his fucking big thing, whatever. His breakout. Oh, God. Yawn. I thought I was going to burp and vomit. Um, (laughs) um, But I like this movie better than Smokey and the Bandit. You don't like Jerry Reed much either, do you? Well, I don't mind Jerry Reed's song, <laughs> but I didn't mind Jerry Reed's song uh, until the last time we watched Can or uh, Smokey and the Bandit song. Oh no, wasn't that song? What was that it fucking was in trucker the movie with, with, with Peter Fonda song? Yeah, Fonda was in this one too. Yeah, called when you high rolling. Um, but I he annoyed me in that, but um. This one, I I don't. It's probably because it had a lot more good-looking women than it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they they just had no. Uh, I don't know. You know it's that Sally Field. She's pretty cute. And let me tell you something, son. She might be cute, but she don't have them big boobies. No, 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 no. She does not. And in this movie, they are unabashedly male chauvinist with showing the big fucking juicy. <laughs> Jugs. Jugs. Everybody, if if now there's not really, I don't recall any nudity in this, but if, if if you have titties, we're gonna see the underside of your titties in this movie. Oh, yeah, uh, Farrah Fawcett, everybody. Yeah, Jesus H. Fucking Christ. Now she was um, a good looking gal. That one. Jesus, and and uh, uh, a fucking brawless with her goddamn. Uh, Hard I don't nipples. know what the hell kind of what what uh, kind of nails that she had for nipples, but uh, she's smuggling diamonds. Fuck a duck. Um, so anyway, uh, I haven't seen this in a while, and even though, like I said, I've seen it so many times, that's why I was kind of hesitant. I was like, oh god, I've seen this so many times. Is it going to be any fun? Is it going to be any fun? I asked myself, Tom, is this going to be any fun? And, and your then I was like, Did you just cut cut me off in the middle of my bit? <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> God damn it! I told you about stepping over me. Stop, this is gonna be end step on my dick. Step on my dick. If you stepped on my dick, you'd have to have a step ladder, and uh, I don't know what my schmeckle. Right, we'll just do it at Horror Hound. You'll be laying on the floor at some point. I can go for a shit right now. Speaking of Horror uh, Hound, I'm not ready. Speaking of Horror Hound, um, yeah, Horror Hound. Um, Anyway, but like right off the bat, it just grabbed me because mm-hmm. I forgot about how they just start it with the, 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 this music hits and they just show this fucking Lamborghini just yeah. fucking screaming across <laughs> this 
You and know? this, I, they are really driving fucking fast. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's like cranked up or something like a little faster because uh, there's really no trees to kind of, you know. Yeah, it's like out, it's, well, you know, it's it's it must be in the Midwest because it's like really flat and yeah. straight road. And I and since Hal Needham directed this and he was like you know this big stunt man and the whole movie is basically a stunt fest i guarantee you they were driving fucking full out <laughs> well, and they a, just had a the, helicopter they, they got that like car. pontiac firebird highway patrol car yeah. that that thing is re- how you can when you can really tell how fast they're going because the lamborghini stops and this chick pops out i don't even know who was in the lamborghini did they ever say who was it was uh it? it was barbo and uh and the other chick. Oh okay, okay. Cuz I didn't I don't I didn't thought she her hair was bigger the blonde chick, but yeah. she gets out and she spray paints a big red X on the highway fi- on on uh 55 mile an hour uh sign and um Sabah. But this Firebird, <laughs> it, it was a Pontiac Firebird, right? Yeah. Fucking like I can I I don't know how fast they could have been going cuz it just it just shows Again, the highway, the god damn it, the highway, the speed limit 55 sign, and this fucking firebird. It's like you just see like a blue streak, like boom. And the bad part is, is the Lamborghini at the time, because I, of course, you know, being a a boy, you know, I think I was a boy. Was I a boy? 81. Mm. I was a boy. You're a teenager. Uh, 84. So anyway, um, that was like the fastest, um, uh, production like car that you could drive on the street. Yeah, and I think they said like it would go like 220 miles an hour. <laughs> so the Firebird, even though it was fast, I mean they would just go by it like it was nothing. Yeah, you know, and and you know it was probably going 100 and fucking probably you know, 140. Yeah, and and they would just they they would just fuck with it and actually pull off and it would go by and they wouldn't even know it was behind them and stuff. So it's, that was it's that fucking was scary. Drive. Have you ever driven that fast? Like I I one time in my life I got over hundred. I got to like a hundred and ten. Yeah. And like if I had sneezed, I probably would have fucking like blown off the road. Like it I it, drove it was scary. Old um, Grand Torino, the sky blue Grand Torino. I drove this fucker like we had a road. It was called the, like the Access Road, and uh, it was a dead end, but it was real long. And and it, even because I live in West Virginia, it definitely was not flat. But you had one big hill uh, that it was real long. You went down, and then up the other side, what you went for a long ways up. And I went down that going like 120, and I was just like in the middle of the road. And that car was a big piece of shit. Uh, so anyway, news. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Um, now, right off the bat, um, you this movie just has such a colorful cast of characters. There's so many people in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a, it's fun to watch just because of that. Now, I remember, um, kind of after a while. Okay, now, like I said, when this first came out and it was really big. And, you know, you were, it was like, oh man, Cannonball Runs on. I got to watch it, got to watch it. After I watched it a bunch of times, uh, the one person that stood out as getting on my nerves after a while was Dom DeLuise. But I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. I haven't seen it in so long that I actually, I think all that has kind of been washed away because I (laughs) laughed and thought it was pretty funny most of the time, even (laughs) it was pretty ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, I I laughed at the part where he actually beat the guys up. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Now, Bert, um, (laughs) when he shows up, and back then, back in like 81, I guess we just didn't notice or it was a different time or we don't know what Bert became. I I know where you're going. He steps out and I'm like, First of all, he's got this goddamn fucking rug on his head that is just 
utterly ridiculous. I said Bert's rug is extra lush. He, it's yeah. even it's even thick on his neckline, like the yeah. back of his hair where it meets his neck is like it's almost like a perfectly straight line across. And the thing about a rug is, and I noticed this with just about everybody, whether it's Bruce Willis or when John Wayne wore one, which was almost all the time, they always have like a little bit of hair that's kind of out of place to make it look more natural because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of uh, try, they try and purposefully I thought Liam Neeson in Taken I don't think he was I don't know if he was wearing a rug or not but his hair was way too dark for his age uh-huh. and he has that hair kind of in the front that kind of hangs down like it's supposed to be um, uh, oh look you know it's my real hair because it, it's there's some of it that's like uh, it's not combed perfectly. It just looks like shit. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, and not only that, but man, he was fucking skinny. He looks weirdly skinny when he stepped out at the very beginning at the at the garage when Dom DeLuise shows up, and uh, he comes out from under from underneath his car. I was like, oh god, man, he's skinny. Um, <laughs> um, of course, you have the running joke throughout the whole movie, which is. Um, Deloise, no, yeah, you know, if you've never seen it, you don't know what's going on. But Deloise would drop the, you know, him. He doesn't like you talking about me like that, or yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds, every time he'd say that, would just be like, <sighs> it just like get under his skin. Could have got under my skin too. <laughs> um, it I was funny. That, it was funny seeing Deloise's dinky little late seventies like Honda Civic after that yeah. fucking Lamborghini chase. My uh, my friend Todd had one of those, and it was tiny. Yeah. Um. Now, you, you kind of just they 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 start you out by pretty much introducing you. There's like it's not like a montage, but the, you're getting introduced to each character and what their what their in wrestling terms what their gimmick is. Yeah, and, and that's the, the that's really much the whole movie. It's just yeah, like, it's, it's kind of like rapid fire, almost sketches. Yeah, and um, uh, um. But all the while, Bert and uh, Dom DeLuise are are trying to figure out what they're going to ro- drive in the Cannonball, and and the whole the whole point of that is just stunt after stunt after stunt. Yeah, uh, you know they they wreck a car, they they fucking fly an airplane right into the middle of this town and land in the middle of the street. <laughs> Shit's blo- I love that part when Deloise walks into the store. They, 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 they land a plane in the middle of a town to get beer at a store and like they, he turns the plane around while Deloise is going into the convenience store and there's like a shit blowing everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, um, now, the, with, the way, the, with the way Hal Needham does shit, didn't you, did you not think you would see that boat crash? Yeah, well, God, I was real. I, I can't believe they didn't show the boat crash. Yeah, because Jesus Christ! I mean, they had some fucking hellacious fucking uh, shit like that in this. Um, but they they have the, the you know the speedboat thing, and um, you know the, the next thing you know, they they uh, Deloise and Burt Reynolds are in the back of this ambulance, uh, and that's how they get their idea of what they're gonna drive in the cannonball and the ambulance the guy in the back of the ambulance driver and for some reason he says uh, um, Burt Reynolds asked him he says you know uh, how fast can you go in this thing or what do you got in this thing or something like that and the guy says 
you know, uh, we can run through every red light. Uh, it, it's a 10 mile drive to the hospital. It takes us like four minutes. Uh, it, it'll go faster than shit through a goose. And you can see that he says shit through a goose, <laughs> but they fucking edit, edit it out and make him say like, uh, stuff through, uh, something. It's really stupid. <laughs> and, and, and that's in the original cut. I'm like, why? Cause they say they cussed in the movie Yeah, and that was how neat him was the ambulance guy. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. And so, um, now the, 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 the gimmick of Bert and, um, they finally just, you know, come up with the, we're going to, we're going to have an ambulance. You, you missed the line that they say when they're in the airplane, when they're trustful trying to decide and you hear Bert say, we could get a black trans M. No, nah, that's been done. <laughs> 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 I thought it was pretty funny. Well, yeah, it was. I mean, this little homage. I watched, uh, I forgot, I watched this uh, this movie with uh, Steve Buscemi. I think it was like his directorial debut, Trees Lounge. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. It's on Netflix Instant. And uh, when you're talking about like a little thing like that, uh, he's going to say his brother-in-law's garage or something or somebody's where where he would work some or to a bar or something like that and he's walking across the street way down the street you see these three guys in black suits with white shirts and black ties mm-hmm. and i think that was kind of a little little uh wink to reservoir dogs okay like it was uh Kytel right 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 Madsen or something uh but i forgot to mention the kind of bit. i hadn't watched the whole thing it wasn't good anyway um <laughs> um now the one one person that I really liked in this was uh, old school, you know, from the old westerns and stuff was Jack Elam as Doctor Nicholas. Oh Van my Helsing. god! Like he okay, <laughs> they had to be friends with him because the way they the way they cast him would be fucking mean if he was just like yeah. an actor because every time they ever show his face, you get this like fucking like. Uh, uh, Universal Monsters organ music, like, yeah. and his last name is Van Helsing, you know. So, <laughs> and, and but I think Jack Elam, you know, I mean, he made a career off of off of his looks and his googly eye. That dude, I bet he could fucking see 180 degrees. He has, he has fucking like horse eyes. <laughs> he was one when I used to when we would be watching like an old western on TV. My mom uh, would always say that uh, when she was you know a kid. Uh, that he always scared the shit out of her, and when he was in movies, um, now he has, <laughs> he is a. They needed a doctor and a patient because basically their scheme is if they get pulled over, uh, they'll say, "Well, you know, we're on our way to the hospital or whatever." Mm-hmm. And um, the the one gimmick that he keeps doing throughout the thing is, I guess he's a um, a gynecologist. <laughs> I think, wasn't he? I don't because I, I thought he, he was. I thought he was uh, Deloise's shrink. No, he, he, they were going to get his shrink. His shrink was Doctor Gay. <laughs> no, and, and tell me now. Okay, I have always wondered because, like, Bert would always hang out with like Dim Neighbors was one of his really good friends, uh-huh. and Neighbors was you know gay. Yeah, and I always wondered if Dom Deloise was gay, and I never looked it up or anything. And I, I don't, don't know. know. It seemed but, like it. And I always wondered if Bert was gay. <laughs> 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 well, he's, uh, I mean, I don't know. With these with these movies that he's in, you always get a sense that they, they, they're okay with, like, you know, being a little racist and being a little, like, homophobic. and Sexist, kind of just, racist, it doesn't matter. They get the whole thing. It's a good old boys uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. 
now, uh, but one thing that that uh, Doctor Van Helsing does a couple of times, uh, he was talking about uh, to Bert about like being a doctor or something like that, and he took his like middle finger and fucking <laughs> put it on Bert's mustache, like <laughs> tapped him on the lip, and I was like, oh my god, can you imagine what that finger smelled like? <laughs> oh god, I thought that. Yeah, I thought I figured that was the point, and I, he was funny in the movie. I liked you know there's just a fight scene later on when he injects the one dude, like, like the dude like passes out, and Elam comes out, and he just fucking wipes his syringe off and then squirts it. In his mouth. He keeps squirting in his mouth. He's like a drug <laughs> addict. Okay, like if you take this movie for for you know in literal terms, like. Um, uh, Dom DeLuise's Victor is pretty much a schizophrenic. Uh, the doctor is a goddamn drug addict. Bert is, I don't know what the fuck he is. He's an egomaniac. Oh, wait, that's real life. Oh, yeah, that's his real life. Uh, now, this movie is not the best movie to speak out against drunk driving. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you got you got Bradshaw and his redneck buddy who they're loading up the food they're going to need to drive across the country, and basically it's like fucking like like twelve cases of beer and a bag of Funyuns, and then fucking um, um, and fucking D- yeah, and uh, Dino and uh, and Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. are fucking just plastered when they drive uh, off. <laughs> now I thought now I, I don't know if it was on another podcast, but for some reason I was thinking maybe Sammy had mentioned this on Gentleman's Guide. And I might be wrong, but I thought that he – somebody had said that they thought maybe one of the reasons that this um, wasn't released on DVD for a long time was because it did have so much um, drunk driving in it. Oh, I don't remember. Um, which, you know, I can, I can see that, I guess. Um, Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. are funny. Now, you talk about skinny. Jesus Christ, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, he is, was tiny. I don't know if he – was he ill or anything? Yeah, I wondered if – because he looked really bad. Yeah. Uh, and Dean a, looked really I work shit. with a dude that – this dude will like do like funny voices and stuff sometimes at uh, work. And he fucking – he looks like Sammy Davis Jr. in this movie when he's is like – Is he white? No, he's a black guy. Okay. I thought maybe, you know <laughs> – Not Jewish not. though. Okay. <laughs> but, but you know, I guess Dean has had either been – he always – even when he was younger, he always played up the, you know, uh, like the drunk Dean Martin. Like he's he, – they had a Dean Martin variety show at one mm-hmm. time back in like the 70s or 60s or 70s. And – but he always played up that kind of, you know, you know, you know, or that yeah. might have been in Crosby. Um, then I was just <laughs> – um, his like, the lines under his eyes were so fucking deep it looked like face paint. Yeah, he looked he looked bad. I mean, he but he looked old and shit faced a lot. And I'm sure that the way that this movie was made, I think that there was probably a lot of partying going on and just oh my god, you know, especially when you see the end and they roll the credits and they start showing like all the the fun, the and, bloopers, you know, yeah, and the dudes are fucking like. The, the, all the things that they're just dying laughing at weren't even all that funny, but yeah, they, everybody was just fucking faced. just rolling. Now there was one part where uh, Dino and Sammy are standing outside by their like, uh, or Dean standing by I think the Ferrari or something, and there's all these girls around him. Okay, now this movie has a lot of really hot chicks in it. Yeah, eighties hot. None of them were standing around Dean because, and there was one chick. I swear to God, I thought it was a dude. It was like a tranny maybe, <laughs> and she was just standing there. And I, I think it was a girl, but it. it they were kind of like uh, some white trashy ugh, ugly girls. I wouldn't put now, it past this movie to have a tranny standing there. Yeah, you know. And um, now, though, uh, when they first introduced Farah, mm. um, Jesus Christ! Okay, this chick was 
uh, you know, if you lived back then, she was probably if if you had to say in the seventies who was you know by the the you know the 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 the, the icon the 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 had the the great poster mm-hmm. that sold all this it was Farrah Fawcett and everything and she was just like incredibly she she was like when we talk about Raquel Welch and some of the you know the other movies when she was young, you're like Jesus fucking Christ well she was one of those Jesus fucking Christ uh, chicks mm-hmm. and goddamn and and, and Okay, she didn't have like big boobs, but like I said, quality. She, yeah, when she even said herself that they said, uh, I remember seeing interviews. Why uh, do you think your poster sold, you know, so many more than any other poster has ever sold? And she said, uh, nipples. Uh, <laughs> so they played that up definitely because yeah. Bert just sees her across the room, and the first thing you see is just like. This chick standing there with no bra on and her oh. fucking nipples sticking out all the way across the room, and then he like swaggers over because he, him, and Deloitte were trying to hit on, um, hit on Barbo, and I don't, I don't think I, uh, that's you know that says something about Barbo and her big boobs, is even though she has this blonde who has a really nice, uh, you know, hot figure and everything, that girl to me just looked generic. Yeah, I don't even know what her name is, and I've seen this movie a million times. <laughs> I hate to say that, but the, I think it's the truth. Um, oh, I know it's the there, truth. There's a reason they don't show her turn to pull the license out of her bra. I'll say that. Yeah, she didn't have like big jugs. Um, now, oh, damn, Barbo would fucking zip that thing down to her belly button. Oh God! <laughs> uh, that, uh, this movie also stars a very young Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read just I just read something. It is, is, you know, it's funny. As many times as I've seen this fucking movie, I always assumed. And probably it seems like dumbly so, but I've always assumed that he was supposed to be playing a Japanese man, and I was always confused why. But he speaks Chinese through the movie, so I couldn't. Well, they tell. said he was pissed off, or he was mad that he was uh, a um, uh, portrayed as being Japanese when he's really Chinese. So I read what? that on the. But it sounded like Chinese that he was speaking. It didn't sound like Japanese. Maybe they didn't care. Maybe it's all you know. It's all it's all Asian to you know. It's all Oriental to Hal Nita. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, you know, the you way think, oh, just just chink it up. Well, yeah, they'll never know the just, difference. Just chink it, just chink it up. That chick's name is Tara Buckman. Uh, so we'll we'll give her a, give her a nod. I give her a nod. We'll we'll post. Some, we'll po- try to find some nudie pictures and post. Yeah, them on I'm sure we group. probably can. <laughs> um, now, but Jackie Chan is in this. Now, I, there was the, in the one fight scene, even though it was kind of a fun fight scene, you could tell um, when they were highlighting Jackie Chan and mm-hmm. when he was just. Uh, when he was kind of just in a, in a, a lot like a long shot, because I thought right at first his for for as good as he can choreograph a fight scene and make it look really entertaining and everything. At first, I was like, okay, that didn't look that good. You know? Well, I don't know what I was wondering because I noticed that too. Because a, a lot of the kicks he was doing were like. <laughs> like yeah, they were shit. they were missing by like a foot, and well, I was I wondering think maybe it's because like instead of him. Or you know somebody who knew how to shoot. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was Needham's fault, or yeah, maybe if it was like the the stuntmen didn't know how to take. Like these yeah. are stuntmen that have dealt with like taking a punch in a bar, but not like a little Asian dude fucking yeah, flying that's through what, the air. And that's what it looked like too. It it, it, it just did not look that good. Uh, but I still remember when when uh, you know I first saw it when I was a kid that that was really a you know just a fun scene, and mm-hmm. you have. Um, Robert everybody, Tessier is in it. Everybody uh, fighting was pretty cool. You know, the ball had a dude, and I, I, it was one of those fight scenes where you know the guy will 
Bert's punching some guy, and the guy, you know, just stands there, and he goes, why don't you try this side? And, you know, you see Bert, like, fucking pick something up, and he just crocks him with a wrench. <laughs> and even when Roger Moore gets punched, it sounds like, like somebody... But instead of a punch sound effect, it sounded like a, I don't know, like a fucking a piece of metal hitting, going through glass or something. You mean like Seymour Goldfarb. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Roger <laughs> was pretty pretty funny. And every, everybody is in on the joke in yeah, this. I don't yeah. think anybody really. Uh, um, now, let's see. Um, there was one kind of a fuck up. Uh, what, what, this was a running gimmick where, you know, the cops would pull over Barbo and uh, Tara Buckman and, uh, you know, they would. Uh, she, when they'd say, you know, license or registration, and Barbo would unzip her fucking top. Uh, there was one scene where this guy pulls him over, and Barbo's standing there, and her top is unzipped. I wrote, this, no, it's, I wrote it's, the same note. Then it's unzipped, and then it's zipped back up again, and she unzips it. Yeah, I, I wrote zipper continuity. Yeah, no zipper continuity, but their ducks look good. She had a nice uh, push up on those biggies, and they the, the the they looked awesome. Yeah, Barbo's. I said her zipper goes down, then up, then before she unzips for the cop. I said, hey, you know, trust me, me, I was paying close to close attention to the area. Yeah, oh God, yeah. How could you not? I mean, that was the whole thing, uh, and it was so funny because it was just like they would just be flirting with the cop, and then as soon as the cop walk away, they'd just be like, eh, you know, like. Oh, Guys are so simple, and I can see that happening. I know girls that have, uh, I mean, they may not have had huge boobs, but they could get out of anything just because they were, you know, cute or whatever. Um, but one thing I noticed from meeting Barbo in person mm-hmm. uh, that I never noticed with her before, and after you, like, if you saw her in person or, you know, whatever, she kind of, it, she definitely has like an overbite mm-hmm. almost to the point where she kind of has. I don't want to say like butt teeth, but she definitely has like this overbite that you don't notice as much when you're seeing her on screen. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Farrah. <laughs> Farrah gets kidnapped. And, um, and of course, in, in a movie like this, that, you know, oh, ha, 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 we're just kidnapping you and taking you to California. Ha, ha. Um, but it's funny. Her and Bert are riding in the back of... Um, the ambulance and she has on a wife beater and her nipples are showing and bird has on a white wife beater and he's so skinny and gross with that goddamn toupee <laughs> and, and um she's young and hot man she was so tan her legs were tan oh um but she, he goes well what'd you expect and she goes i don't know a gang bang <laughs> She thought she was going to get gangbanged, and she almost kind of sounded disappointed that, that all she was getting was to ride in the back of this fucking. Uh, uh, oh yeah, he didn't even bang her in the movie. Yeah, and hell, he raped Lonnie Anderson and uh, Grace when she was unconscious. Um, let's see, Jamie Farr is in this, which oh was my a, god, now that is that is the okay. I thought I thought his character when I saw this, I was like, god damn, that's racist. But I looked it up. <laughs> Now he's 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 of Lebanese descent, so it could be worse, I guess. If he was like a white dude, like painting himself brown, he actually has Middle Eastern parents, so I guess it could have been worse. But fuck, this movie was originally planned as an action film starring Steve McQueen. Wow! And after McQueen's death, the lead went to Browns. We know what they were probably going to make it more like. well, you know, I mean, this movie's been done a few, t- several times, yeah. where with uh, Gumball Rally and and the movie Cannonball with uh, uh, what's his what's call it, David Carradine. Carradine yeah. And you know what's funny is that the the guy in 
um, David Carradine played his name was Cannonball Buckman, mm-hmm. and that chick's name's Tara Buckman, and there and there's another guy in this name Buckman. So I wonder if that was the real guy. Um, let's see. Oh, but anyway, Jamie Farr. Now this chick was fucking hot. She was kind of they portrayed her as being kind of dumb, but she was she had great boobs. Was uh, Jamie Farr uh, pulls his Rolls Royce into like a <laughs> drive through? Yeah, yeah, carry out drive through <laughs> kind of a. a place and this waitress comes out and of course you know she's got the big voluptuous boobs with her shirt and butt down way below them and she's been over and he goes uh two lamb burgers four shish kebabs and two milk <laughs> <laughs> oh no no no, no, no. And, then, uh, and he tells he says uh you know uh um, oh, he asked for couscous too <laughs> He goes, I'll be back for you, uh, blah, 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 and he drives away, and then he and then he, you hear, and he turns around, and he comes back, and he hands her like a big wad of money, and he goes, get a physical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was about as healthy as, oh, my God, what a body. She had to have been like a Playboy centerfold or something. I think uh, half the chicks in this were. And yeah. It's, yeah. Speaking of which, when Roger Moore is showing him driving his Aston Martin, and every time they would show him, there'd be a fucking different chick sitting in the front seat of his car, and they always had, had the... That that one right at the beginning when he when and and here's all these guys and um, they're going to this thing and they show up at, at this Best Western is where they were starting the Cannonball. <laughs> There's um, so many plugs in this. You have Best Western, fucking Hawaiian Tropic. There's yeah. GMC cars everywhere. And there's just there was just a lot of just really silly, stupid stuff. Mister Mister Foyt, uh, I guess they um, they that was like a nod to this race car driver AJ Foyt. He won like four. Indy 500s. I remember he was my favorite when I was a kid. Um, now uh, I thought. Now I don't know. I mean, like you said about you know sexism, being sexist and stuff in this movie and everything. But you know, uh, and I know they portrayed Pharaoh as being like really dumb. Yeah, like she was. She was not. I mean, she was just an airhead. Yeah. Uh, but like Burt Reynolds is like, let me guess your name, and he get, and she goes, <laughs> okay, and he goes, Millicent. Uh, um. Juliet, no. Um, Betty, no. And, and she, he goes, well, I'll just call you Beauty. And she goes, that's nice. So then he just starts calling her Beauty to every. He's like, um, Victor, this is Beauty. And she, and you know, it's like I just found that to be really kind of like Bert. I mean, what I don't know. I just uh, I was like, God, this is fucking stupid. Like, I mean. <laughs> I guess, but I guess when you're the star of the movie, <laughs> Sammy Davis's junior J- Davis Junior's name uh, character's name was Fender Bomb. Well, and I thought I thought one thing that was um, was funny was um, Sammy and Dino as priests, <laughs> and, and when people would overhear them really talk, they'd be like, "If we were Methodists, we'd be you know getting some pussy tonight." Or something. You, you hear Dino call. He like says something to Deloise De in the driver's side window of the ambulance, and he walks around and he's like, "You hear him say shithead." <laughs> um, now I thought I'm pretty sure because I didn't look it up. I always thought it was this person, um, but um, Barbo and. Uh, Buckman meet their match in a highway patrolman. <laughs> she was hot too. Huh? She said she was hot too. Well, I think it was Valerie Perrine, and we did her in something else. Was what that was her? I thought it was. Um, I'll look it up. Go ahead. But it probably wasn't. For years, I thought that was her. Because she always had really nice big uh, boo-boos. 
Val- yep, that was her, Valerie Perrine. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was definitely have- her. God damn it. She had what great... What the hell did we cover her with her? I have, well, to, I have I to figure that out. Oh, it was that fucking... Um, uh, 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 the weird time travel-y movie, right? Time Slaughterhouse Five. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Because yeah, yeah. I know, I right around that time I watched her in uh, that and uh, Lenny Bruce movie with. Uh, oh, she's in fucking Superman Two. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. And Superman. An Oscar for the uh, Miss Tashmacher. I think. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's see. Um, you have Burt Convy, who at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember Burt Convy pretty much being a just a, a TV game show host. I, know, I only remember him from Win, Lose, or Draw or whatever. The, yeah. Like, uh, he and, was pretty and, funny. And he, died, he died really young. Now, what? Was he most friends with them? Like, was there... He had to. It just had to have been it, 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 something like that because, you know, like I said, he. I don't remember him being like a big actor or anything. And he was always just, you know, game show host. And he seemed like he was just always around and everybody knew who he was. <laughs> and his ridiculous racing technique. He's got this fat dude in a jumpsuit that he rides with. In this, I guess I think they're making fun of they made fun of uh, what it seemed that seemed to be evil Knievel because they said somebody made a made a line about some idiot jumping over the Grand Canyon and evil Knievel yeah and then the, but then they, they just ride a wheelie that crossed the entire country whenever you see this fucking motorcycle but I'm I mean a, that's it's the stunt and a half in itself to ride oh my god it was amazing like the, you'd see like there'd be a good 10 second shot of this fucking motorcycle just two dudes on a motorcycle riding a wheelie at probably 70 miles an hour it says like uh, when Burt Convy died, he had a brain tumor. Yeah. Uh, when he died in '91, among the celebrity attendees were Burt Reynolds, Lonnie Anderson, Sally Struthers, and Dom DeLuise. I don't, I don't so, know him from a lot. He must have been friends with them or something. Yeah, or and I think he was. Um, God, Jesus Christ! Uh, um, he had a malignant brain tumor, suffered a series of strokes. Mm. Uh, he asked for his his wife for a divorce so he could die. Uh, Oh Jesus! I mean, just you know, it's just really sad. I guess he was in like some kind of a band back in the '60s. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, he was in stuff all the way back to the '60s. TV, yeah, TV stuff. But in that, the 60s. that's the way it seemed like. Um, you know, with his match game people and stuff like that. Um, you always knew him, like Brett Summers and and some of the Gene Rayburn and all the stuff. You knew him from match game and these and these game shows that were always on in the 70s but it's like or and, and the early 80s is like who the fuck were these people though <laughs> go and look them up they were like uh you know either you know had had uh even chuck barris i mean you know he was on the gong show and everybody knows him from the gong show but um uh he was like a songwriter and he wrote like that's this hit song palisades park and like these poppy songs mm-hmm. and they were just like famous people from like the early 60s and yeah, 50s yeah. comedians and shit like that but anyway um there was one stunt in this where uh uh in the roger moore car it's 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 a running gag in that about the the gimmick the aston martin being gimmicked up with uh you know rockets and machine guns or whatever like you know james bond's car and uh they hit this oil slick and this cop car fucking whirls around i don't know how many times i don't know how they did that oh my god it was was, that was kind of scary uh you get to see a um a uh, cameo by marilyn chambers as jackie chan is watching behind the green door in uh, his (laughs) car car. watching a porno what kind of car was that uh, I mean, this little hatchback thing. I, I I couldn't figure out what it was. Was it? Li- <laughs> oh my god! And then they really fucking <laughs> launched it there. I, I was kind of curious what that car looked like. They they launch it at one point, like the rocket, like makes it take off. They have a rocket like 
uh, uh, kind of a jet engine that comes out yeah, of the back of it. Like even in Hooper, they did that with uh, Trans Am, where they had a, or that was the whole thing they wanted it. Uh, yeah, Hooper yeah, yeah. Stunt and jump with the rocket thing. That fucking. So, I mean, that's a how neat thing. That fucking sequence in Hooper was pretty incredible too. Them driving through the fucking like shit exploding and stuff. Yeah, and the goddamn big. Uh, 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 stone t- uh, cooling tower or whatever mm-hmm. it was that falls right when they're going by. Um, uh, Peter Fonda makes an appearance, which I always thought was kind of cool. I was a big Peter Fonda fan just because I, you know, liked all his old car movies and, and shit like that. And more more uh, sensitive humor as he has a shirt on that says San Francisco Hoovers, which apparently must be a gay joke. Is that what it was? Because I I saw the Hoover and I thought, well, why is he wearing like a vacuum? It said, it said, it said SF Hoovers. So I guess it was a gay joke. Well, you know, we got to throw something in there. Everybody. You have um, two football people. You have Terry Bradshaw, who was, you know, and for some reason in Hooper, he wore his toupee. I mean, I guess Bert wore a toupee, and he wore his toupee. <laughs> and in this one, he doesn't. Oh, and he's he's bald as hell in this one. Yeah, he's like in there with Mel Tillis, who was pretty funny. This ain't no real shit, you know? And uh, uh, Joe Klecko was a big uh, defensive lineman. I mean, God, when uh, Mark Gastineau, it was the New York Sack Exchange, was uh, and um, he was uh, for the Jets uh, back in that time, and uh, was supposed to be like one of the strongest guys in the NFL. And he was also in uh, Old Smokey and the Bandit because um, when. Um, Jackie Gleason comes up to this truck driver and, and uh, he's like, you goddamn motherfucker or whatever. And the guy gets down on the truck and he's like huge. And then he, he says, uh, hey, Sheriff, your badge is crooked. And he just crushes Jackie Gleason's uh, badge. Well, that was Joe Klecko. And then this one, he's it's, when you first see him, he's lifting up the front end of this um, van while the guy changes the tire. Uh, there's several people in here. I wondered who they were. Like the the uh, the black guy that uh, was like, "If you're going to be a dog, oh be a guy." The- His fucking impersonations all sucked. They were yeah, all they, awful. Like Richard Nixon person. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only impersonation he could do. He's like, "Who are you, the president?" And the president of the time, what eighty one? It would have been Reagan. So it wasn't even, Carter. Wouldn't even have been current. Yeah, and he does a fucking Nixon. What? <laughs> Uh, he he was just a comedian. Uh, I remember seeing him back in the day, like on HBO and shit. But um, they did a pretty did, crazy stunt jumping over the train. And then you throw in like people like uh, Jimmy the Greek and fucking <laughs> Bianca Jagger, who they just had these really small parts. And you're like, wonder why? I mean, were they just people? They're like, hey, let's just get a bunch of our friends together and make a movie. I'm gonna give That's you. I'm gonna give like. you a hundred thousand dollars. You're gonna come and hang out with your friends, get drunk, and fucking drive cars. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if they were all just drinking beer and booze or if there was any uh, different ones. I wonder if, well, if Peter Fonda was there, you know somebody was smoking some dope, <laughs> doing some shit. Yeah. But anyway, this is just like a fucking, uh, we could go on and on from, yeah. you know, bit by bit by bit and stunt by stunt by stunt and tit by tit by tit. But um, this is just a fun romp. It's still fun. It, it's one of those ones, I think, that if you haven't seen it in a while, like I said, it, it, it's kind of like, I wasn't as much with Smokey and the Bandit as I was with this one where I watched it so much yeah. that I think I just kind of got burned out on it. But I haven't seen it in fucking years. And, uh, oh, Barb, the, the, the tits just fucking 
it's it's like taking a time uh, 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 going back in time where you would watch movies or TV shows, even like Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. I remember on there, you know, half the time Farrah Fawcett wouldn't have a fucking bra on, or you'd watch uh, Maud and Adrian Barbeau would be on Maud and her big tits, and and and, <laughs> and you know. Everybody, guys and girls, fucking had their shirts unbuttoned down, you know, mm-hmm. about halfway down their chest, and you saw the big uh, boobers. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you know, I, I, uh, it's a fun movie. I, I, kind <laughs> of, I, I, I kind of plugged in everything while while we were talking. I, yeah. I got a couple things. The, um, the, I, I laughed when uh, Bert sprayed that dude in the dick with the seltzer. <laughs> He, he got his bell rung. He got his bell rung, and they, he's like, he, yeah, to wake the guy up after they just, they, they crash so the ambulance. Yeah, they just, yeah, drive he just sprays him. I mean, it's, it's dumb. Like, fucking, it reminds me of horror hound. Yeah, but he sprays uh, that. That was a nice touch because he, you know, he sprays him a seltzer to wake him up, but then sprays him in the dick, and the guy's like, ooh, um, that was pretty funny. You and know, he, in some ways, it was when they were at that Best Western. It sort of was. It was a little <laughs> like horror Helm. We don't have the cars like running into shit and stunts, but we do. You know, it's yeah, it's we got, the, we got the drunk driving and the sexism yeah. <laughs> and the, and the racist, racist jokes. The um, oh, God, the racist jokes. Uh, let's see. Oh, and sexism. Oh, the, <laughs> uh, the this had to have been added in by act. I don't think this was written in the script, but when the Barbo and. Uh, uh, what is her name? I recognize her from somewhere too. Um, but her her teammate when they say yeah. something about their equipment and <laughs> Bert goes <laughs> he goes equipment <laughs> like quacks. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, the uh, how the hell did those two guys ride a wheelie like that? Um, uh, let's see. You know, I I don't know if. Either Roger Moore or um, fucking Elam were my favorite parts of this movie, because Elam was, <laughs> he was just a creep, and Roger Moore was just hilarious. And what, you know what I would have liked even better with him is if they really went overboard with every with the woman being different every time. And at the end, when they show his inside of his car like three times in the last stretch of the race, if like there was a different chick every time, every time that would have been like Naked Gun ridiculous. But he was pretty funny, and he. Um, I really liked how uh, he uh, the the one chick at the end said, "Wait till I tell my friends I rode right next to George Hamilton." <laughs> <laughs> George Hamilton. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, the uh, let's see, lines under Dee Martin's eyes. Uh, <laughs> that chick Tara Buckman was in a movie called Snowballing. Uh oh. Wonder if that's like a, well, oh she was in Hooper too. So I'll just finish up by saying. Can I say what a momentously missed occasion it was? And I have to mention it because she's our our lady of the week. Ah. For Needham to not focus in any way, shape, or form on Barbeau's running at the end. At the end, so <laughs> Bert, Bert takes out the entire group, and all we get is Barbeau and somebody else running, and we don't even get one fucking jiggle on camera. The jumpsuit yeah. is even unzipped. God damn it. <laughs> We don't get anything. Well, oh. he's he was a he was a stunt man. Yeah, we missed that opportunity. Well, he's a you see what the, there was no stunts even, except for fucking Moore's guy flying in, into the water. But I don't know, silly. Just a bunch of friends just having fun. It's not a great movie. It's just a bunch of like clips all put together. And this was starting to get toward the the uh, the, the, the 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 peak of Bert, but also uh, him starting to. 
this this wasn't, but after this, I think it when he started doing the sh- showing the uh, the outtakes mm-hmm. in the credits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they started getting a little too tongue and cheeky and winky winky at the camera. Maybe that's during where, the movies. Maybe and that's it started, where Jackie started Chan. Sucking. Maybe that's where Jackie Chan started putting the <laughs> the clips from the movie, the the failed stunts and stuff. Yeah. He got the idea from this. <laughs> How about the, I like when uh, Bert was like um, the the Missouri cop. Do you take your Do you take your law serious in in this neck of the country? And he goes, "God damn right we do," or something like that. And he tells him that uh, fucking this is like seventies humor. Instead of them saying something like just overt, they said that Dean Martin, the chick, was a the the victim of a a flasher or something. And I, you know, I thought we thought like a flasher was just like if somebody's walking by and you just like whip your dick out. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. want to be in a goddamn ambulance and have to go <laughs> just on the walls of her lungs. Yeah, and they keep they keep her drugged up so she's goofy and stuff. So anyway, we can get to our ratings here. I was just looking up a picture of uh, Barbo's tits, and as soon as I brought the site up, it said this site contains malware. Some fucking run some malware bites. Um, this uh, movie, whoa! Burr, 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 burr. For what it is, um, which is just a good time. Yeah, with full of a, like you said, it's uh, it's just like uh, a whole bunch of stuff just strung together. I think the uh, the actual. Um, script was probably they probably played it pretty pretty loose with yeah, yeah. Uh, you know uh, it's all in all I th- I uh, I give it an eight I <laughs> nice. had fun with it I thought it was fun and I and, and the goddamn man that movie had some just glorious tits <laughs> it did everywhere. it played right to my you know my male brain equipment <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Um, I give it a seven. It's solid. I've seen this a lot too. Uh, this used to come on TV a lot. Uh, oh. The I, I didn't really have real cable until I was like fourteen, but we did had we had like half cable then when you had the box that only went up to like channel thirty or whatever. And this would always be playing on like TBS, which is like channel twenty or something like that, or USA or something. So you'd see this a lot when you were younger. Um, I still like it a lot. I mean, it, it's this is this is near safe for kids. Uh, there's some profanity, but there's no nudity. There's nothing like, yeah. re- like the like the violence is slapstick. If you, if, you, if it's a male kid and you want him to grow up to be a sexist, <laughs> fucking racist, <laughs> yeah, douche, you know, pig. But if you live all, in North Carolina and you're a member you of the Tea Party, a, show this to your kids. Yeah. Um. So yeah, seven and eight. That's uh. It's it's fun. It's fun. Fun stuff. Um. Let's take a break and do another funnin'. Maybe. Maybe. Swamp Thing. We'll be right back. Smile. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of Guess That Riff. With me on the show tonight, my first contestant is Mr. Fred Nurk. Fred, are you ready to guess that riff? I sure am. Okay, here's riff number one. Ah, that's It's a Long Way to the Top by ACDC. Fantastic, Fred. Okay, here's riff number two. Hmm, that one is Eagle Rock by Daddy Cool. Fantastic, you're doing great, Fred. Now, this one's a tricky one. Guess riff number three. Hmm, that one is 
I Walk the Line by Johnny Cash. Fantastic, Fred. How did you know all those riffs? Well, I listened to Love That Album podcast. That's fantastic. Really? Uh, no. That's what you told me to say, Dad. Max, shh. I told you never to call me Dad during the promo. Go to lovethatalbum.blogspot.com or type in Love That Album, all one word, into iTunes. Listen to Love That Album. It might turn you into a rock geek. Or you might just con your son into making pitiful promos for your podcast. Roger Moore, you know how we said that like every girl, it was a different girl every time. Yeah, yeah. But I just was reading up on this, which I should have done before the show since I had like fucking a whole week, but not only that, but a whole day. <laughs> uh, they, they uh, June foray, they said uh, er, th- there was a different girl every time, but they were all voiced by the same woman. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. So, uh, now that was... Uh, and Don Rickles was supposed to be the Sammy <sighs> Davis Jr. part, but he couldn't do it. You always got to wonder in movies like this when a person says, I can't do it. Like, really, dude? You can't make fucking a couple days to record a movie? Well, you know, they might have had dates somewhere. So, fucking. Oh, oh my God. Just, I mean, like, when you find out, like, the people that turned down Tarantino, like, you have a chance to be in a Tarantino movie and you're going to fucking do your fucking Les Mis or whatever the fuck you need to do? God. Yeah, with Russell Crowe and you, Jackman. Uh, who was supposed to be? Was one of those supposed I, to be? Yeah, in? well, no. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen was going to be in Django, and he turned it down to do some little bit part in. I don't know how bit, bit how small it is. But oh, yeah. To turn on something like this. So. Anyway, uh, next movie of the day Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. From 1982. Zom, why don't you introduce it here? All right, Swamp Thing. After a violent incident with a special chemical, Wasabi. A research scientist is turned into a swamp plant monster. Plant swamp. Swamp. Tit. Tits. Tit swamp plant. So unfortunately, I watched the PG cut of this. So you only only get a brief brief glimpse of the side of the Barbo boobs. I have seen the full cut. And as I was saying to Zom earlier... This this movie holds a special place because this very well could be the first this movie could be the first cinematic titties I've ever I ever saw as a child. <laughs> I, I don't remember where I saw this movie. 
I saw I, I I know I'd seen it several times as a kid, and I remember titties, and it very well might be the first thing, and it gives you that little that little funny feeling in your stomach that then turns off going, it know. turns into the little funny feeling in your crotch when you hit about eleven or twelve. The worm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the starring goo. uh, this is it made goo. This movie made goo. This movie made lots of goo. The um. It stars Louis Jordan. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, he plays Doctor Arcane. Now, reading the comics a little bit, the comic the the comic is set up a little bit differently. So this is based on the comic. This is pre Alan Moore Swamp Thing. So anybody familiar with comics, you know Alan Moore has a penchant for some epic uh-huh. and kind of in depth. Uh, comic writing. He, you know, famous for Watchmen in the mid '80s, but he had a quite a legendary run on Swamp Thing, um, and it was kind of the beginning of. I don't know that Swamp Thing was, but it was kind of the beginning of uh, DC Vertigo. Um, yeah, he. Um, it was just a different take on it. And now this. Whoops! I just totally smashed my knee into the table. The this this character Swamp Thing was already. He wasn't quite a superhero. He's a little bit. He, he, it's it's a little different because there's a, a kind of this you know echo environmentally friendly blah 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 thing with him, but it, it's almost like he, he's almost it's hard to describe. He's he's got superpowers in a sense, but he's not a superhero. He kind of protects his turf, and that's about it. Now, if you go revenge, if you go Return of the Swamp thing, it's a little sillier, but um, and uh, anyway, so. This also stars, as we said, Adrian Barbeau, who plays Alice Cable. Now, in the comic, Cable is a is a guy and plays kind of the agent that's always trying to, you know, he's the foil for Swamp Thing in some way. Like, oh, I know Swamp Thing's behind this. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him, kind of thing. And Holland, Alec Hall, Alec Holland, Holland is the the main guy, except his in this movie. Linda Holland is his sister in the comic. It's his wife. So theoretically, they could have made this movie with a gu- instead of Adrian Barbeau, a guy with a nice big cock and yes. like really tight pants. Yes, and he could have been bathing in the swamp yes. with a glistening cock, and that could have been my first cinematic cock instead of. Yeah, this could have turned you gay. Or you know, there was a gay. Or you know, there was a. <laughs> There was a scene with naked kids in that Bollywood movie I, I watched because the main character hates kids and all these kids were coming over like, oh, they were playing cricket outside his window and they hit a ball through his window and, you know, he is trying to act friendly at first and he's like, oh yeah, come inside, have some food or whatever and the door closes and then all of a sudden the door flies back open and all the kids run out screaming and they're all butt naked. Like he's like stolen their clothes or something. Like, wait, what? What? Good thing you didn't see that when you were going through puberty, because I hear uh, <laughs> violent video games make people kill. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what that would make me do. Yeah. Um, so we got David Hess in here. Uh, he plays kind of the main henchman. Uh, Doctor Arcane is the villain who he wants. Uh, so Doctor Holland is c- creating this, I guess, swamp juice. We'll just call it that. Wow. Can make, uh, yikes! Uh, speaking of swamp juice, can make um, uh, basically he can grow crops in the desert. Like it's kind of it gives. I forgot how he described it exactly. He it gives plants like the aggressiveness of animals. So they they have it has a a reason to survive. It won't just die. It'll keep trying. And um, 
Dr. Arcane wants this formula for himself and keeps trying. And in the comic, he keeps trying to like come over and just muscle it away and they end up, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this one, it doesn't take long. Arcane just sends his thugs and immediately like turns the shit over and explodes everything. And I, I got to say, I don't envy, I, I say this a lot on our show, I think, but I did not envy the stunt man that had to fucking catch on fire and run. Yes. God damn. He burned for a long time. He had and to run out the door of this, of this hut across the ground and then jump into the water, which then fucking exploded. <laughs> I was watching that. And I was like, holy shit. He was that burning. had to have been the most impressive fire suit thing I've ever oh seen because he was consumed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did not see, you know, usually when you see dudes on fire, you could, you could see the front. Like yeah. in the, but this, this dude looked like a fireball. Like, I, it was, I don't know how they did it. It was incredible. Um, was and I, I, we did not mention that Wes Craven is the writer and director of this, um, based on the Len Wein comic book or wine. I don't know how to pronounce his name. So anyway, Alice Cable plays obviously the the good guy here, or Adrian Barbeau plays Alice Cable, the good guy here. But in the book, uh, Cable's not necessarily. A, now I've not read a ton. Maybe it changes, but not definitely not a love interest of Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and the but I think after after reading some of the comic. The Craven did uh, did a good job with this. There was not a outside of Superman, which I think even could be argued whether or not Superman is a serious take on the Superman comic. I don't I don't know that there were any comic book movies that treated the character and, and this this had a comic book presentation and that they had a lot of star wipes and stuff like that. Yeah. But that treated the character with seriously, like they they weren't really making fun. Now, like I said, Return of the Swamp Thing is a different story, but they you know they kept Swamp Thing as a serious role, and it wasn't. There's some ridiculous stuff that happens, but this had to be one of the earlier movies that you know had paid reverence to the character, mm-hmm. a comic character. Um. So yeah. Anyway, they his that's that goo that he makes it like glows in the dark big time. And it really made me think. Now, this this movie, it I, I I probably saw this. This is one of those things, like Dukes of Hazard and fucking Incredible Hulk. The Swamp Thing movie had to have been a thing that I watched weekly somehow when I was a kid because I saw this movie so fucking much when I was younger. And it's 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 weird seeing it as an adult and all the stuff that I would have missed before. But just you know, there's so many little things I can remember, like I. I seeing it now and I saw it I saw it for the first time in years and years about a year ago and then I watched it again for the show and I hardly remember any of the David Hess stuff but like Swamp Thing growing his arm back and stuff like that that stuff stuck with me and fucking um, the guy that played Bruno what is his name he was in Dark Man he was in a lot of stuff he yeah usually, he I, usually plays kind of a thuggy kind of guy but he's a very big uh, mm-hmm. he's always of, sweaty kind of a fat yeah. guy yeah, big fan. Um, but he guy. he gets sick at a table later on, uh, due to Nicholas something. Worth. Nicholas Worth, that part stuck with me a lot. I remembered that definitely. You know, there's a funny scene in Return of Swamp Thing where they blow him up with a grenade and he comes back as like green slime in a woman's bathtub <laughs> and like reforms. <laughs> but um, that glowy explosive liquid that he makes really makes me think. Made me think of this like this Ghostbusters slime they used to sell. Back in the 80s, it came in the little plastic jug, and it was like neon colored and stuff. And the first time I ever got that stuff, I could remember this clearly. It wasn't go- This wasn't the Ghostbuster slime. This was the cheap stuff out of the gumball machine and <laughs> the, the slime. And I think you could still find that some places, like grocery stores and stuff. 
But that slime, I remember opening that container and smelling it. And it the, stinks. The yeah. smell gagged me so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I remember that. So <laughs> I like. I wrote down the quote from the beginning. Not long ago, in the unexplored reaches of an unmarked swamp, the creative genius of one man collided with another's evil dream, and a monster was born. Too powerful to be destroyed, too intelligent to be captured. This be this being still pursues its savage dream. <laughs> um, the uh, David Hess looks like such a bastard in this movie. Um, he, it's funny. I've heard that David Hess is a super nice guy. All he ever played was just disgusting guys. In movies. Yeah, because I, I saw. I, okay, I never saw uh, Last House on the Left or mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, I just kept thinking, who the fuck is this guy in this movie? Because I I don't know why it just seems like okay I know he's he ha- must be somebody because he's not good looking no and he seemed like he had a pretty good part and and he has this kind of long or not really long but I mean like curly black hair and a bandana on and I, I and then when you said David Head I never looked up the names of anybody and I know I've heard several of our people in our yeah. you know culture or whatever talking about David Hess but I didn't know who he was he's chomping on a cigar all throughout this movie and. He's good. Um, I mean, he's pretty. Yeah, you know, this yeah. movie's it's 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 cartoony it's, and just more. It's it's like Street Fighter was. Like yeah. I said, we. Were, I think so it's intentionally take, campy. Yeah. Um, the um, don't take it seriously. Now, I I gotta say, all right. Now, I understand that uh, that Barbeau is like. I don't know. I, I, I was confused about what she was supposed to be. I don't know if she was a scientist or some kind of government. I know she was from Washington. That's all I really say. And she's checking out Dr. Holland's work. But yeah. come on. Why are they wearing the fucking suits in the swamp at the beginning? <laughs> yeah. You know? it, it, yeah. She shows up and has like, you know, yeah, not not really like a proper attire. No, not like at if all. If you knew you were going to the swamp that you'd have like some rubber boots and yeah. you know, more practical clothes. So I don't really, like her hair you, either. It's too permed. Oh, her hair is, oh man, it's this big. And then when it got wet, it looked even more like, it looked like shit. She's wearing this, she she sports this like mom fro through the whole thing. It's a real, yes. fucking, it's a real fucking helmet. It's bad. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, she starts off in a suit, which is kind of, kind of an odd choice. And, uh, the, the there's a nice evolution of her clothes though throughout the movie. So <laughs> so you got the suit to start off. Now immediately we go to this skimpier tank top, but it's 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 a little low cut, so you can see some cleavage, but it's covered up by kind of this unbuttoned flowy shirt. And she sports that for a while, but then she And she t- doesn't look like she has on any bra either. I don't think she did. Even when she had that on, she just she, she was bouncing around. She's jiggly, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely jiggly in this movie. So she moves to this light blue like V neck tee. Now it's higher cut, but she runs around a lot in it, and then she really shows the shake. But then we finally move on to this like white dress. Oh my god, <laughs> white dress. That that thing it was uh, that thing was cut down lower as low as the jumpsuit and cannonball. Jaw. It's good stuff. Um, I like that. <laughs> I said Doc, Dr. Holland's hair is even worse. It's like an old dried up mop. Oh, uh, this is his sister. So the, yeah, Linda Holland, her, that fucking chick's hair was just awful. It was just a big frizzy bird's nest. Now the guy that plays Dr. Holland. Now I read something interesting about this is that, so he, it's Ray wise. I don't really, I didn't really recognize him from anywhere. He's got a good like radio voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in twin peaks, 
but oh, I don't yeah, know that yeah. he's in. I've not seen all of Twin Peaks. He's in RoboCop. I don't know, but the um, I read that they tried to like, well, they tried to figure out how to still have scenes where Dick Durock, who he plays the Swamp Thing, he's a big like stunt man, and they're trying to figure out how to get Ray Wise, uh, at least in the scenes where Swamp Thing was talking, like get the get his face. Yeah. And then maybe in the far off scenes, get Dick Durock. And, but they looked so different in the, in the paint, in the face paint, that they just gave it up and just let Dick Durock do all the Swamp Thing lines. And he's, I mean, he's not bad, you know. Yeah, you don't notice that much yeah. or anything. It's, it's not like a deal breaker. Yeah, his, the suit is, is pretty bad. Um, the, the Swamp Thing suit, it's, it's a rubber suit. Now, how oh, I said that, I said that, uh, Ray Wise's voice made me think of Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, which is kind of funny because it was a pretty yeah. dirty thing too. The um, where did I put the note about the suit? I just lost it. Um, but okay, yeah, the rubber suit. So it's kind of wrinkled around the crotch whenever he like steps around and stuff. Yeah, and that, they show his hands up close, and it looked like he was just wearing those like you know those big gorilla gloves you can get. <laughs> 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 but no, <laughs> you gotta wonder. So. What 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 smells worse, the swamp thing in real life, this like kind of like mossy, moldy guy that walks around, or the inside of Dick Durock's uh, rubber suit after yeah. after they film after a day of filming in South Carolina? <laughs> yeah, that that, uh, that seems to me like uh, <laughs> it, it, I'm sure that was well, you know. If you're in the swamp, though, I don't know how hot it was. I guess it would probably be kind it was of hot. In, they filmed it in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, by your house. Hot like shit there. there. Yeah, well, yeah, it's about six hours away from me. Uh, so is everything else. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Except for D.C. I can get to D.C. in like four and a half. So, um, the uh, There's a great scene with Barbeau where the, the first like moment the that Dr. Arcane's henchman. And I really need to read more of the comic because it's pretty wacky. There's like castles and all kinds of shit in there. I but. heard that since DC did the reboot, that the the new, uh, I think Sammy even said that because um, he's a big DC person, mm-hmm. um, said that um, the Swamp Thing, the one of the new books that was really good was Swamp Thing. I've heard that too. There, I think they're they're only a few issues in, so maybe yeah. um, maybe I can convince the guy whose login I've borrowed to start <laughs> buying Swamp Thing. <laughs> But the um, do it the uh, so the 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 guys use force to take the the serum that Holland is um, is uh, developing and fucking Barbeau you get a little action scene with her for a minute there now she's not just running away from people there's a moment there where she just she's doesn't fight. fuck around she, yeah she whips the shit out of this one guy and, and she, it, it, catch it, it caught me off fucking guard yeah man, you know she, you thought she would just be like the guys would grab her and she'd be like ah uh, yeah and she's fucking like throwing hard fast punches and lo- they look good too she picks up a she picks up a machine gun and just blasts this one dude without hesitating at all she but whoops then, ass then disappointingly she gets taken out with a with a judo chop <laughs> Yeah, the ju- but the judo chop even looked good. It was like, <laughs> she yeah. dropped like a sack of tits. Yeah, and there's a lot of the action is silly in this, but it was fun because like, you know, like Swamp Thing comes busting out under a boat and like water, like a geyser, like shoots out around him, and like there's a uh, uh, 
the the one dude on fire, like we mentioned, that burns forever. There's machine guns. Uh, he rips the roof off of a truck at one point, and you could tell like a wire is pulling it away. Like it just flies straight up in the air. It looks pretty silly, but um, and David Hess is like hamming it up. He's playing comic bookie. You know, where you going, baby? <laughs> you know, that kind of <laughs> shit. And the uh, the <laughs> I said, there's no way that Brillo hair dried that fast in the humid swamp. Yeah, the, Barbo's hair like she'll be she'd be, she'd jump in the water and swim, and then immediately her hair would be big and curly again. So, um, but you got that that shit did definitely hold on to some twigs and leaves because she would be running and like, like a stick sticking out of her hair and stuff. Um, she was near Afro. Uh, oh, it's, uh, her hair it was so like, bad in this. Like yeah. she, she, I think she might just have her hair is curlier anyway, right? I mean, you when you met her hair, she had curly hair anyway, so she might have yeah. just been like. I guess quote unquote cursed with that curly hair. The but that the haircut she had with it was not doing her any favor any any favors and she had it tucked back a lot in cannonball, so you didn't notice it as much, but the uh there's a nice Wilhelm scream around the fifty five minute mark. I had to mark that down. Um uh but <laughs> I did laugh another kind of funny uh uh costume faux pas when with Dick Durock where they his has his arm cut Swamp Thing has his arm cut off and he looks kind of <laughs> kind of silly you, you could tell I mean you could almost see the outline of his fucking arm stuck down by his side yeah that, that little it's stump. hard to do that they used to do that all the time and it's you know <laughs> a little stump wagging around <laughs> the um but yeah and, and and then I said like I said as soon Bruno, as somebody gets their arm cut off immediately their chest becomes bigger <laughs> like you know, they they just They're have wider, their arm yeah. down to their side. It looks stupid. But yeah, that scene with Bruno like getting sick at the table. And that's all I'll say is getting sick. But at I mean, the table. what do you what 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 are you gonna do? I mean, like these days, like fucking Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump, they just CGI out the goddamn oh, whole yeah. leg. Well, that's, you know, that's but back that's, then, I mean, you know, that's what he talked about in uh, in the Looper commentary. The limited the, the one guy that lost his feet and stuff. They how hard that scene was, and it was all like him losing his legs like that was all CG. But um, yeah, I don't have a lot, a lot else to add. Like I was saying, the Bruno thing used to freak me out. That one really sticks for me when I was a kid too. So, but oh, uh, some woman in uh, Cannonball Run, uh, stunt woman. Uh, I guess they had an accident on the set, and she was left a quadriplegic. Yikes! Yeah, she sued him too. I wonder who that. Did you just say who it was or what? The, uh, Heidi was, von Belts. I wonder who she was stunting for. She was critically injured in a car crash during the production of the film. Her car was struck by a van that uh, made the wrong move, and she was not wearing restraints because seatbelts had been removed from her vehicle prior to the accident. Uh, it became clear that uh, she had a personal injury lawsuit. That's just awful. You know, you hate to see anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, we can we can get into your notes here. Um, my, my notes. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have anything I, to add? Well, you know, I started. I I remember seeing this when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. like you, I mean, I was just more or less uh um all about the uh, Barbo being naked and her yeah, tits, yeah. and I think it would be like on HBO. And my friends would be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, you guys see this?" Uh, see, and I'm I like, uh, I don't think. Like I, I watched this on uh, Amazon this time. Amazon has the cut of the movie that the that the DVD is, and uh, the DVD has basically it's two minutes shorter, and most of that is our Barbo standing in the water with her tits out. 
Yeah. No, you do see in this cut, you do see her tits, but it's really for like seriously like one like two seconds. Well, I started watching it and I kept falling asleep, not because I wasn't like entertained. It was just like a I don't know. It was just one of those nights where goddamn yeah, I think yeah. I could have slept for about fucking three days straight. And um like I said, at the beginning, um now it just shows you the difference between like sex symbols of of one era as opposed to like mm-hmm. okay you see these Victoria's Secret girls like I posted a picture of Giselle from that movie Taxi with Jimmy Kimmel and she's so fucking skinny and you know she's trying to have cleavage even though she's skinny and has small boobs and it just looks almost gross and like Barbeau when she first shows up and is getting you know out uh, off this boat. Uh, you know, she's got some hips, she's got some thighs, yeah. she's got some big boobs, yeah. and and um, now uh, <laughs> the one thing I noticed was um, what's his name was quite the uh, uh, quite the Lothario. You know, he was fucking <laughs> coming on strong. He was kind uh, of like a free love kind of guy. He seemed kind of a, he was a scientist, but he seemed kind of like a hippie because he's always talking about flowers and stuff. And yeah, like, he just met her, and I mean, he's already. I mean, he was coming on so strong. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. You know, <laughs> and at first she was kind of like, Rah. and you know, and 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 Barbo's voice. You know, she was kind of you know. Like I'll save it, you know, or whatever. Uh, and I don't know how how old do you think she was when she made this? Because she, uh, she was already, like a I, I looked it up. She was about thirty five. I was gonna say because when she was in Maud, she was like really really young, and uh, she was I wouldn't say middle aged, but she was you know not like a young chippy in this one. Mm-hmm. She still looked good, uh, except for that fucking hair. She was born uh, in forty five, and uh, uh, this was eighty two. So yeah, thirty six, thirty seven. But he, but I just thought that was funny because when I was watching it, and he and he would like, you know, pluck this uh, flower off the side of the tree, and 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 that's another thing, you know. Um, I remember when I watched this when I was a kid and everything, and I always thought, you know, the swamp. I'm like, uh, it's you know, stinky and mm-hmm. gross and scary, and there's snakes and bugs and spiders. I was like Adrian Barbeau at the beginning of this. She's like, I don't like, I don't like bugs. I don't like this and that. <laughs> and uh, he's like. It's just so beautiful, and you know, and all this and that, and they're just walking through that water, and I'm like, I wouldn't walk through that goddamn fucking water, <laughs> you know. I don't know, maybe I'm a big puss, but uh, you know. Um, now, um, I, I, <laughs> like I said, it's the swamp thing that when you watch this, watch it firmly with tongue in cheek, and. Um, I didn't. I forgot or didn't know that Wes Craven was the one that that directed it. Mm-hmm. This, um, is, this is definitely. I mean, this is after um, obviously after Last House on the Left, and I don't. Yeah. He didn't do a whole lot between that. He did the the Hills Have Eyes, and but this is definitely before Nightmare on Elm Street. Before he blew yeah. up, this is his last uh, kind of I guess big movie before Nightmare on Elm Street started. So, but. Uh, um, you kind of have, like you said, with the with the goo stuff, uh, like some fluorescent uh, things <laughs> like that, and and uh, in the lab. Oh, it looked uh, like the, the stuff that you, it's in a glow stick. Yeah, yeah, like, like the computers and everything is is it, you know it's very uh, you know early, of course you know early eighties or whatever. Yeah. Um, but now <laughs> <laughs> there's more than one creature in this. And oh my God. When, when the other, when this other creature uh, emerges, um, as I was watching, I felt like I was almost like watching it for the first time because I think I had the same reactions 
as I did the first time I watched it. Other th- other than I liked it more this time because I saw, I thought it, I, I you know more for what it was and yeah. it was kind of funny and and sort of sort of campy a little bit and everything. And not 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 too much camp, just more like the the uh, it seemed campy to me just because of the special effects were mm-hmm. are are kind of cheesy looking as compared to today, but. When that when that fucking second creature uh, oh god he looks like shit transforms but even at first I was like oh my god now how would you like if um, this solution is supposed to um, like take what you really are or mm-hmm. what you're really about and and make it amplified uh, amplified and you're like well fuck man if it turned this guy into this you know uh, tree hugging uh, Colossus, you know, what's it going to do to me? And then you immediately, I mean, especially before he totally morphed into what he became, he was just like this big, it looked like a, uh, I don't know, like there was just this big chunk of fungus all over him. Like, like, oh my God, why me? But then he kind of breaks out of that, and that thing was just stupid looking. And, and <laughs> yeah, his eyes were really, really bad. <laughs> Like just like they just they didn't know what to make him, so they just like they said, "Hey, we've got a rubber mask that looks like this." Well, it and looks like it looks like that of- He-Man figure I posted on the group, yeah, that fucking furball, yeah. except worse and uh, <laughs> a lot worse. And and then, then not only that, but then like you know, and, and they have like a uh, what would amount to uh, in WCW like the giant and the mummy uh, when a dry humped Hulk Hogan sort of like what they were like when they were fighting but it was still fun to watch and he has this sword it's like this big dog headed fucking I don't know what the hell his body was supposed to be and they have this big brawl I think it's supposed and, to be a um, pig or something yeah it looked bad yeah, and, and then um, there was a, there was one scene in it where Barbo before she knows the score and she she escapes and runs with her big tits bouncer you know one thing I've thought about with this movie and Cannonball is um, when you when they approached say they approached uh, Barbo to make this movie and they say hey we're going to make this movie <laughs> how would you did they do you think they approached her somebody actually said to her we don't want you to wear a bra and we're going to Wow, she she knew what she. I doubt she probably left it off. I mean, I know she knows what you know that her body was hot, and and uh, even when we went to goddamn Whorehound, and she's like seventy fucking years old or whatever. I mean, she has like you know was showing a little bit of cleavage and stuff, but still, I just wondered like in that movie and in um uh, in uh like Cannonball Run, you know, if they told Farrah, okay, don't wear a bra. We want okay, we want to show. You <laughs> Or you know, uh, uh, we're gonna put you in this push-up bra, and you're gonna show your big tits all the time. I mean, I wonder how they approach people with that, you know? <laughs> and, and how many people they approach that said, you know, what? <laughs> like they wouldn't go to like, I mean, for obvious reasons, physical reasons, but you wouldn't go to like. You want me to Kate fly Blanchett to South or, Carolina and take my tits out, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah and we're, gonna, we're gonna put your tits. And can you imagine like having mosquito bites on your big fucking <laughs> jugs? Um, they did, you know, like I said, they shot it in the swamp, so it was pretty, pretty impressive. But the one part, she, um, she runs off and um, comes to this gas station, and there's this little like African American kid there, and he was pretty. I mean, for for just yeah, a he kid, was, and, he was funny. You, know, he, you, you you would laugh at the kids, the two kids, and apparently Mike Inslee knows one of them. 
Oh, really? The in the second movie, um, the two kids are really uh, the, the two kids are really funny in it because the one the one kid that I think Mike not, might know. He he cannot act at all, but the way he does it is just so hilarious. He's really funny. Well, um, I don't have too much to add. Like I said, I it, um, I don't know. I I just when I first started watching, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get to see Barbos, you know, big titties and everything. And then as soon as she got out there with that hair, I was like, oh. but it's still <laughs> it, it's still you know it's worth it. Um, she has the kind of body that I like. Yeah, she's and she's good in the movie. I mean, Gina. <laughs> the kind of body I like, warm and with a badge, with a slit. Like in uh, in Cannibal. Now, and, and and of course, in this movie, she's not all dolled up. She she's has probably you know a limited amount of makeup, and she's mm-hmm, out there mm-hmm. in the goddamn swamp and everything. So she's not supposed to be. But um, even in like Escape from New York, she kind of has a hard look about her. You know? Yeah. Well, she, you know, she reminds me. I've got a a, a, a Jersey girlfriend of my, my wife and my, my my wife and I, and reminds me a lot of her. And I had to look it up. She's uh, Barbo's from South or from South Carolina, from uh, California, Sacramento. But huh? she reminds me a lot of this uh, of a friend of ours that's from New Jersey. Uh, she's got that kind of demeanor, like like uh, like the tough Italian Jersey yeah. girl. So, well, she was married to John Carpenter, and let me tell you something. John Carpenter might have made some good movies, but he was not an attractive guy even when he was young. He was <laughs> ugly, skinny, stringy-haired. He had like that David Carradine stringy fucking tried to oh, keep David his hair Carradine's long. David Carradine's hair is so bad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, he fucked her, so yeah, it's more than I could say. I said I, I hugged her. <laughs> I hugged her, felt her boobies, 70-year-old yeah. boobies. Um, she's very thin now. Yeah. I mean, she's old. She's very old. Uh, so we can get our scores. Uh, this this movie probably I, I probably am uh, kinder to this movie than maybe I should be. It's it's good for a comic book movie for a comic book movie about a swamp monster <laughs> that doesn't really have much in the way of superpowers, but he can heal. He's fucking strong. That goddamn car. He yeah, fucking... I mean, he can stop a car. He's he's super strong and he he's like a tree. he can regenerate. Um, which I always I always loved that scene with the sunshine. I, that that one sticks out in my head, but yeah. this has a big nostalgic, especially when me. she was chained up with her arms spread apart. Mm, yeah, that you would, that that would make me like, regenerate too. Yeah, it you made know, my root regenerate. What I was thinking would be would have been hilarious if he only regenerated like halfway and he had that little spindly arm left. That little hand, that was funny. It, was like, it looked like a tree root at first, and then it got these little fingers. That would have been funny if it stopped right there and he just had this little skinny root arm. But um, or if that's how his penis looked. <laughs> I mean, little barbed, hand, like, little flower. Didn't Chris, on Elliott, didn't Chris Elliott? Wasn't he in a movie where he had a tiny little hand? Yes. Wow. What was that? Was it that was something about Mary? Can't be uh, scary movie things, wasn't it? Oh, okay, I don't remember the the. Um, but I, you know, I give this a seven point five. This has a big nostalgic factor for me. I think it's a solid movie. It's fun for a comic book movie, and eh, it's probably probably better than Thor. So, <laughs> cooking anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, like I said, I put this along the lines of Street Fighter. It wasn't it wasn't as funny as Street Fighter. Street no, Fighter no. was fucking funny. But just like you said, like uh just the watching it for old time's sake and the mm-hmm. the uh, old um masks and fucking uh monster suits and shit like that, Barbo's titties, I tally up a s- 
6.25. Awesome. All right. We don't have a ton of feedback, but let's take a break and come back and get to it. We'll be right back. Yes, yes. If I had a podcast, I'd podcast in the morning. I'd podcast in the evening. All over the Schwandt. I'd talk about Hamlin. I'd talk about Amicus. I'd talk about every kind of Schwandt in between. Especially about Neil Connery. Amicus.com. Once upon a time, not long ago. That I shit. don't know. That's, That's like something out of Enter the Void. That was that was Gronky's choice this week for the music. Gronk. Gronk. Oh, Gronk's moving nearby me. Whoa. Him and his, him and his so lady. he'll be six hours away from everything too. <laughs> his his uh well he already lives in town, but his his lady and him are getting a house in the house. Oh, big like mistake. Two oh, rights down. Yep, it is. What what what? <laughs> so, then check the furnace. <laughs> Time for the feed sack, everybody. We need a we need a mix of this and uh, Barbo walking up and down the stairs in mod in reverse and forward. And some ecstasy. <laughs> yeah. Blow eh. sticks. That's like what back every time I think of like a rave now for some reason, I don't know why. I think uh, like about Will. Because <laughs> he always said like what a party boy he was and shit. You on the fucking show this week saying in middle school he had a one of the Afri- those leather Africa medallions. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'll have to listen to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. No, you know what I've been getting really behind? I, I you know, this is really weird because um I had certain amount of podcasts I listened to all the time. Every week, I always kept up with all of them, blah, 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 blah. And I just, maybe, it it wasn't because I was watching Dread so much, because, I mean, (laughs) but um, it's like, for some reason, I've just been listening to a lot of music. Oh, yeah, I get like that. I get like that. I listened to, I started listening to the Brian Jonestown Massacre a lot the last couple of weeks. So, my podcast. Look, all the political stuff down. I used to listen to and mm-hmm. watch like fucking MSNBC and that shit all the time. I think it just, after all this shit with the physical cliff and all the, the election and everything, I'm burnt out, man. I don't even want to hear that. I turn it on. I'm like, I don't want to hear this shit. I, 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 went on a, I went on a rant the other day 
about the whole fiscal cliff thing and how stupid the fact that our, our whole economy is based on the stock market, these assholes that just have a feeling about shit and that. Yeah. And then they can just blackmail us. It's all speculation. Yeah. And and it's like, why don't, why don't we just fix the economy by if the government can just stage (laughs) <laughs> just like make shit up economic crises constantly that they barely narrowly avert and then the, the economy fucking soars the next day oh yeah, I to, guess everything to me it just seems like it's just like a like just a reality show and no, that's how a lot terrible. of like MSNBC like Chris Matthews and he says they cover it like they're covering the Kardashians or something like they get a big boner off of uh, you know the stuff and I'm like oh god just go fuck yourself <laughs> fuck off uh, all right. They're all cunts. Cunnies. Let's get to the feed sack. Um, Eve, and I want to boogie with Will and his and his Africa, Africa medallion and his ecstasy. Uh, first voicemail. Oh, come on. My name is the Cinemascus Jeff Nobles, and I'm putting together a special team, and I need me eight soldiers. Eight Jewish-American soldiers. Now, y'all might have heard rumors about the Almada happening soon. Well, we'll be leaving a little earlier. We're going to be dropped into the gentleman's cabin in that cinema group, dressed as civilians. And once we're in enemy territory, as a bushwhacking guerrilla army, we're going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Killing Nazis. Nazis. I don't know about y'all, but I sure as hell didn't come down from the goddamn Smoky Mountains across 5,000 miles of water, fight my way through half of Sicily, and jump out of a fucking aeroplane to teach them Illinois Nazis lessons in humanity. Nazi ain't got no humanity. They're the foot soldiers of a Jew-hating, mass-murdering maniac, and they need to be destroyed. That's why any and every son of a bitch we find wearing a Nazi uniform, they're going to die. <laughs> now, I'm the direct descendant of the mountain man, Dr. Zom. That means I got a little engine in me. Our battle plan will be that of an Apache resistance. We will be cruel to the Germans, and through our cruelty, they will know who we are. And they will find the evidence of our cruelty in the disemboweled, dismembered, and disfigured bodies of their brothers we leave behind us. And the German won't no, not be able to help themselves but to imagine the cruelty their brothers endured at our hands and our boot heels and the edge of our knives. And the German will be sickened by us. And the German will talk about us. And They're the German will fear us. us. <laughs> when the German closes their eyes at night and they're tortured by the subconscious for the evil they have done, and will be without thoughts of those they are tortured with. Sound good? That's uh, what I like to hear. Uh, well, well, I got I'll a word of warning for all you would be warriors. When you join my command, you take one debit. A debit you owe me personally. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scouts. And I want my scouts. And y'all will get me 100 Nazi scouts. I'll uh, take them from the hands of 100 dead Nazis. Or you would that trying. <laughs> Phone down. Uh, literally. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Good old, uh, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't either. Uh, no we lose listeners. The uh, <laughs> the uh, transplanted Dane Allen wrote us. Hi, this is Burt Reynolds. Wait, fuck that. It only works on voicemails. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll start over. Hi, Zamenloaf. This is Al from Denmark, but living in Sweden. You know, a Dutch person. Uh, glad you started with the marvelous babe boobs bitch. I can't remember which. Which was marvelous. They're all marvelous. Concept. Hooray for women. Um, I don't know if I ever watched Swamp Thing, but as witnessed by the boob post made in Silva and Gold Facebook group, I recently rewatched Cannonball Run. Yeah. I guess back in the day, the major draw for me was the cars with the with the Lamborghini, the Countach. How do you say that word? 
as the main focus. I love that card. It still looks amazing today. They don't make them like that anymore. That thing in that movie had a fucking spoiler on the hood, on the hood of it. That's when I, when I, when we were watching it, uh, start with, you know, like you see those, uh, the Ferraris, like I said, they used on uh, Magnum PI and shit mm-hmm. like that. Everybody would want. And now you see them now and you're kind of like, eh, they don't look that great, but that thing still looks fucking all, uh, yeah. it, it still holds up. It's looking cool. Um, it was a favorite it's movie of mine. cool. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> it was a favorite movie of mine when I was a kid, but had it just been car porn, I don't think it would have hold up. It would hold up today. Luckily, the dialogue is hilarious, and everyone seems to have the time of their life in this. So it doesn't matter that the story is kind of weak, and it kind of feels like sketches loosely connected. By the way, what's up with the race to the finish line? I mean, everybody has a different timestamp, so it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, the cast were mostly unknown to me back in the day. Burt, Roger, and maybe Jackie were the only familiar faces or names to me, but. Uh, now with a lot more movies under my belt is a pretty amazing cast. Very true. Um, I probably should get back to work. Take care. Awesome. Cannonball run feedback. Good, yeah. good, good, good stuff. That was timely. Very. Yeah. How did he know? Anyway, next, uh, next voicemail. Silver and gold. <laughs> this is the rock. <laughs> I called in a few weeks ago and you two Gibraltis I think it was Lord in particular said he thought I was juiced up. <laughs> these muscles I have on my arms, these are all natural, all real. The rock does not need juice. The rock is the finest specimen in the world. If you two claim that I juice up every day, I will get Tom's favorite actor, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I will turn him sideways, and I will seven up your moody poo candy ass. If you smell what the rock is, twerking. I used to. I loved when the rock started doing the tongue wag. If you smell, Sid Caesar will never get that right, though. <laughs> he fucking thinks he's fooling somebody. Uh, I don't know who. Emma Jean Coco or something. I don't know. That was uh, that was an obscure rock. reference. Calling from Manchester. What? What? <sighs> hey, I know Jim this person. Jarmish. Oh, I haven't downloaded it yet. Oh Next voicemail. Hey, <laughs> Silver and Gold, uh, this is Sylvester uh, Stallone. Yeah, you guys are fucking doing fucking woman films fucking with Adrian Barbo. No, Adrian! <laughs> uh, you did some fucking swamp shit and fucking <laughs> cannonball crap. Fucking everyone knows it. Yo, Adrian! Bobo's best fucking movies, uh, Judge Dredd and Demolition Man. Yeah. Fucking two of the greatest movies of all time. Both starring me, Sylvester Stallone. Now, fucking Adrian! Yeah, hey! Uh, is the only fucking voice in those movies. A lot of people like Sly! Wait, fucking, why is Adrian Barbo? Yo, Adrian uh, Barbo, not, 
Put in your fucking movie. You, you got a voice, but who fucking you got big old fucking boobies. And fucking, I want to see them. Well, that's exactly the reason why she wasn't in in the fucking film. Because you know I'm sly. <laughs> people pay to see me. They why won't people to see me and my big muscles? <laughs> I fucking have some fucking woman, fucking big old titties. And fucking everyone's looking at her, going, oh. Fucking look at her titties, man. I wouldn't, I don't want none of that shit. I wouldn't say, oh, look at Sly. Look how fucking big his muscles are. Look how fucking oiled up he is. Yeah. Fucking look at his big old dick, you know? <laughs> but, you know, even though she wasn't in the film, I had a, a backstage with me. I fucking what for a lie. I fucking looked at them titties a lie, you know? Fucking, yeah, I'm fucking jerking off all the time, man. Fucking, man, she got some big old titties. Fucking, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, this, this is my thoughts on, uh, yo, Adrian, uh, Bobo, I fucking, she got big titties. She was in two of the greatest moves all the time, but you fucking, you meatballs ain't fucking doing those. I know you did, uh, Demolition Man before, but you could do it again. You barely scratched the surface of the deeper meetings. We talked in for that like fucking hour and a half on time travel, fucking, fucking crime. It's fucking a deep film. It's fucking, it's deep, man. It's deep. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> well, who was it on the group that said he sounded like Roger Dangerfield? Who? Somebody said that the uh, Sly calling in sounded like doing a, a, a Rodney Dangerfield impersonation. I did good. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. At least Rodney Dangerfield never dyed his hair and <laughs> wore a wig and juiced. Yeah, so, well, you know, speculation. It's all hearsay. It's Speaking all of true. juice, how about the fucking uh, uh, Hall of Fame vote this past week? Speaking of Jews, what? What? What do you mean? The Jew Hall of Fame? Yeah, nobody got in. Well, good. Fuck them. Yeah. Except for um, uh, what the the highest vote getter was. Uh, what's it, Craig Biggio? I don't think he. Had I had somebody tell me the other day that was explaining uh, why we defend Israel or whatever, and I said, you know, well, you know, uh, kind of uh, our like our bulldog, and they're right in the middle of the Middle East, and you know, da da da, da. and um, he explained to me it was because they're all Jewish. And the Jews run the uh, banks and all this and that, and I'm like, really? Oh are we are we still we're, we're still you know whatever? Blah blah blah. Dante, next voicemail. No. Tom and the loaf. This is Roop. Roop. Uh, I am calling because I saw a movie. Yes. It was called Shoot. And um, I brought it up to Mr. Sam Uri, and he told me that you guys covered it on your show, and somehow I missed that episode, so I have to go back and check it out. <clears throat> the silver but and the gold. I've been meaning to see for a long time, and I really liked it. Um, I need to hear, I'm wondering if you guys liked it too. Mm. I thought it was great Cliff Robertson, ice cold roll, and um, good board nine, good Silva with not well, We reviewed that, didn't we? Um, yeah. But anyway. That's uh, what he just said. Oh, whatever. I wanted to hear what you guys thought of it. You listen to this? Um, I wish it was oh. a little bit more widely available and widely known because it's an interesting. I've heard people compare it to Deliverance, but I don't think that fits mm, at all. It's a little more, a little more definitely, uh, meditation on violence and didn't um, have enough butt fucking. <clears throat> uh, interesting flick, especially the ending. Um, anyway, hope you guys are well. Uh, bye. 
<laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Rup. I was looking at a picture of Lily Sobieski. Uh, what a rap from Eyes Wide Shut. Um, but I, I, I get where you're coming from, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know that movie. Uh, it was it was good, but I mean. Uh, the, I just remember from watching it that, um, with the exception of some of the violence and you know, like uh, Cliff Robertson swinging his dick, you know, being macho and everything, uh, I thought it was kind of damn near close to a '70s made-for-TV movie. Yeah, yeah, we, we talked. Well, about maybe that, right? I probably. You know what? It probably is. Is I actually probably saw it in the 70s on TV um, when it was cut and shown as a Sunday night movie or something. So, But uh, yeah, it was good. It had a good concept and everything. Yeah. I, I, you know. Yeah. All right. Last, boy, or last feedback. Uh, we got a, one from, from Jay, the oily maniac. Hello, Loaf and Zom. Just wanted to say thanks for the wet fart of a podcast. Just like a wet fart, it always puts a smile on my face. Uh, really? That Ooh. was a, that one sounded kind of gross. It's like a, a, a fucking uh, queef. Really, really enjoy. I don't. My lip kind of squeaked. Really enjoyed your after Christmas podcast with your tales of family dysfunction. It's nice to hear fellow childless bastards talk about their miserable holidays. Bunch of fucking bullshit. Just a couple uh, quote uh, parentheses bad ideas. Uh, please review Ted. Angry Zomb is podcasting gold. Or you could just have Aussie Stallone on to discuss the merits oh. of Prometheus. Or <laughs> No, no, no. We have British British Stallone and Bad James in Australia. Or we could all just all have a circle jerk over how fun Dread is. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, dig the show and your hillbilly hipster leftist pinko movie reviews. Cheers, Jay. <laughs> I could have sent them. I felt bad because my sister got me uh, Ted on Blu-ray for Christmas and I opened it up and I'm like, I hate Mark Wahlberg. And not only that, but I've seen this movie and I fucking hated it. She's oh my God. I thought it was so funny. Send it to me. I'll, I'll watch it. Did you see it? I didn't see it. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Jane wanted to see it. I think it's on instant too. So uh, the, um, thanks Jay. The, uh, the oily, oily, oily Jay. I got to send him his fucking Fargo. I, I was supposed to send him Fargo on Blu-ray. Like th- Four months ago, and I never did. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, he won the you illustration even, contest. I need to put his illustration back up on the board at some point too. Mm-hmm. The, anyway, that's it for oh, people. Uh, put Pizza. that on that list. What? The list. What list? Of like, uh, you're gonna find the fucking uh, wrestling documentary. Oh, I, I, I did find that. I told you I found that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. I, Armstrong is the other one. He sent me that too. A movie okay, of, a, right, a, right. and I just, you know what I think I'm gonna do? I decided this week. Stop smoking um, weed. Uh, no, I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to sell my PlayStation Three and all the games, huh? and use with that money. I'm gonna get a region-free Blu-ray player because I don't play any games. I played. Okay. I put in Grand Theft Auto Four about three weeks ago to start playing it again, and my last save file was fucking 2009. <laughs> So it's, I bought I don't, that PlayStation Three uh, just because you know I thought I'd start playing it and uh, it's just sitting in there. Yeah, so it's like I use it as my Blu-ray player. So if I sell it with the games, I can buy a region-free Blu-ray player. Though I have to play DVDs and Blu-rays, and I'll fucking get a Roku, like a Roku box for the downstairs to play like Amazon and all that shit that the PlayStation does. I can you know I have a guy's HBO Go login. I've got Amazon. I've got Hulu Plus, and I got fucking Netflix that I can play on Roku. 
I could, sh- surely I could get like you know three hundred bucks or more out of my games and PlayStation that I could use to buy that mm-hmm. shit. I don't know. Anyway, uh, maybe, for maybe, maybe. I got. I could put it I, up. I have a drawer full of, of fucking PlayStation three games that I haven't touched in years. Literally, put it on eBay and auction it, and just set the. Uh, the yeah. reserve for like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're surely get something. <laughs> um, so next week on the show, we're doing a little uh, Brian Higgins recommended double feature, the Hamakus Maestro. Uh, we are tenuously linking two films, perhaps. Um, we are doing what is it? He a an escapee heisty double feature. We are doing 2008's The Escapist, starring Brian Cox. And we are doing an Australian movie uh, from, I believe, 1986 called Malcolm. So, should be an interesting show if you guys want to play along. Um, you can always send us feedback to 206-339-1600. Or not, depending or not. on who you are. Yeah. It's amazing. I still remember that number. I never even look at it. I don't even know what it is. What is our what is our uh, silver and gold? I got it written down somewhere. Uh, 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 what episode uh, is it next week? This silver is and gold seventy three. Next week is seventy four. For seventy five, we're gonna have to do. I think we'll maybe we'll do another uh, dolphin, dolphin Henry Silva movie. So we'll okay. I'm thinking about those too. So if, if you guys hear this, you got any suggestions for the next Silva? The Silva and the Gold double feature, which will be episode 75. Uh, drop them on the Facebook group. Um, and, yep, and find us on silvangold.com and iTunes and join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash silvaandgold and the little failure of a forum, silvaandgold.com slash Is it forums. failing? Well, nobody else has joined, so nothing's really I, going on. Maybe I some kept point, getting but. emails saying people were joining. Yeah, and I, I mean, I. Um, but then nobody does anything. I, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. There's, you know, we got up to about 30, 40 members, so. Shit, that's almost as many as we have on here. <laughs> Fucking, it's probably more listeners than we have. Wow. The, uh, so, yeah. Um, thank you again, everybody that fed Sackus. And uh, so, yeah, tune in next week for The Escapist and Malcolm. Zom, do you have anything else to add, sir? Yeah, I think Lily Sobieski has a dick bulge in this picture. Um, so I'm not saying, but the goddamn, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you go to Gentleman's Guide and look at that picture, and you tell me that uh, that fucking doesn't look like there's a dick bulge. What the hell's up with that? Anyway, uh, this is Dr. Zom calling from uh, wherever. And uh, it's nice that you guys tuned in this week, and uh, <laughs> I really appreciate the uh, feedback. And um, yeah, 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 let's just uh, let's try and keep this um, um, this little crumbling ball rolling. Uh, crum- crumbling ball. <laughs> well, I have to poop so bad. I'm gonna go sleep. Uh, watch a shitty movie. Um, I, you know what? I didn't figure out the movie that I watched. <laughs> the Mill Creek movie I watched. I forgot. Mill Creek. I'm gonna go. We'll save that for next week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> until then, this is Low Foot. Somehow. <laughs> Bye. Fart, 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 fart. Fart. <laughs>